Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I am the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Tuesday. You know what that means. It's another episode of Carpool Rugby League, and it means we're 24 hours away from Origin 3. Uh, You will not hear the words dead rubber during this podcast. It means everything to us as New South Welshmen. It's a big game. There's lots to talk about this week, and obviously a round of footy heading our way as well. Um, Yeah, big night of uh, of footy talk here, Griffo, with Origin 3 as we're recording this. Um, Yeah, 24 hours away. That is correct. Uh... I dare say this time tomorrow I'll be uh, somewhere near my seat, um, ready. Uh, my mum might be listening to six sixty for the first time. I've never heard of six sixty. I don't know what they sing, um, but uh, I think they're due to be singing whatever they sing this time tomorrow, leading into the game. And um, yeah. Uh, I haven't had a big build-up for it, I've got to be honest. Um, uh, a few people have mentioned it today. And I say, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I hope they go well. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe uh, as it gets close to the game, I might uh, might get a bit more pumped up. Um, yeah, and of course, once uh, once you're there, once teams run onto the field, um, it's, it's all about the game and then the fact that... Uh, uh, Daily Cherry Evans will raise the shield. Uh, will not be thought of till after the game. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's an origin, um, and and uh, you know, I'll be there to support the Blues. Definitely, we talked a lot about um, you know the game last week and that 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 feeling of you know a third game dead rubber type of thing and and the impact on the NRL and obviously that'll come out in some of our conversations this week um you can check that out in the archives if you want to go back and have a listen but this week we're going to focus purely on the game tomorrow night um a lot of you may be listening to this your your regular ritual might be to listen to couple rugby league a little bit later in the week but um as we're recording this it's Tuesday evening and a lot of the talk today, Griffo, we spent a lot of time last week um, talking about the teams and and the formation of the teams and what we thought of the teams. I'm not sure what you're hearing, but there were a few rumours rolling around today that there could be a late switch for the for the Blues. A um, few people I've talked to today have said that they're hearing that there could very well be um, the inclusion of Spencer Lemieux in the side. Um, and the way it was worded to me was that possibly one of the hookers might make way for him. Don't know if you've heard, heard any rumblings about there being a late change before kickoff. Um, I listened to Brandy this morning, who was pretty emphatic that uh, that, that wasn't going to be the case. Okay. Um, he now, knows. It's not the first time that he sort of denied something happening and, and it actually turned out to be correct but look i would i would love it if spencer um takes the field rather than just sits on a bench 
wearing number 19, where he has no impact whatsoever. Um, uh, I think it'd be great. Um, but let's assume that that doesn't happen mm. um, and deal with, you know, 1 to 17. Um, yeah, I my my head obviously says uh that that Queensland's going to win uh, because they're quite a stable side um there are a few changes obviously uh the biggest change is the loss of Reese Walsh who was amazing in these first two origin games but they bring in a similar type of player in, in AJ Brimson so i don't think they lose too much with uh with that one um Horsburgh makes his debut in place of uh, Tom Flegler. Again, similar type of player with the same sort of color hair. Um, <laughs> so they've gone like for like there. Um, but yeah, Horsburgh, he's, he's going to be right pumped up um, for it. I hope he leaves the field crying like he did one night from uh, from mm. Bankwest uh, as it was then. Um and I know some Paris supporters who are not big fans of Corey Horsburgh. Um, but uh, look, he's he's hard on his sleeve stuff, which is um, which. What do you want to use? What you want from uh, from a guy who's playing his first Origin? Uh, that'd be interesting if he did come up against Spencer. Uh, I think there'd be a few sparks flying there. But um, yeah, but as we look at uh, the teams. Um, yeah, a lot of talk, you know, the whole series about James Tedesco. Um, the fact is, he's the captain, he's there, and he's he just he has to perform. Um, it doesn't matter about next year. Uh, the fact is, it's tomorrow night, the game's on. What happens next year is completely irrelevant to tomorrow night, really. Um, he leads the team out. I want to see him go well. Um, Toto's been... Probably one of New South Wales' best players. Crichton was, I thought, pretty good in game one. Maybe not so good in two. Bradman Best gets his opportunity. Um, we talked about him last week. Uh, you know, he's, he's got a lot of attributes that make him suited to this uh, game. I hope he goes well. Um, Josh Adokar, uh has not played well. Has not been in good form for the Bulldogs. And uh, as I guess as controversial as his omission was last year, um, you could sort of say the same that, you know, he's, he's probably a, almost a controversial inclusion because there's been nothing positive in either game from, uh, from Josh. Uh, he's tried hard, but uh, hasn't been involved in any way other than a pretty bad missed tackle uh, in game one that was somewhat costly after he got pushed off by the hammer. Um, Cody Walker gets his opportunity hasn't been there for a number of years he's been mm. in great form the word was that he would have been there in game two but for that uh, uh, whatever minor injury that he had at the time Moses uh, I thought he was very good in the first half in game one um, he's been in great form for Paris so he, he, he deserves his spot uh, Jake Trebojevic comes straight back in after injury, um, he's going to certainly help with the defence. Maybe not so much with the goal forward, but uh, 
But again, he's going to bring an enthusiasm uh, that hopefully will be infectious through that blue team. Uh, Damian Cook listed at nine. The fact that he's there to start, um, I think it's it's a lot to do with the fact that he's got Murray at 13, Cody Walker at six. The three combine really well, and, and I'm hoping that that combination will uh, will lead to points for the Blues. Campbell Gillard, he's really uh, got a big job um, as a go-forward man. Uh, he works in tandem at para with the junior Baolo, who's almost he's taken junior Baolo's spot to some extent. It's going to be tough for him because they haven't really got yardage men there other than, than in the forwards, other than Regan Campbell-Gillard. I think you're probably going to see a lot of work from Murray through the middle. Uh, and I guess, obviously, Isaiah Yo when he comes off the bench. But uh, um, Kalor Matangi um, is... Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, I've gone past Liam Martin there. Liam Martin has been the Blues' best player uh, coming off the bench in the first two games, particularly game one. He was outstanding. Uh, the Blues are going to need massive game from him. And we might see him play 80 minutes, which uh, would be beneficial. Kaloma Tungi, uh, we've talked about him for uh, you know a few years as being a guy that we would expect to see blue one day, and uh, his time has come, uh, and uh, I really hope he has a, has an outstanding game um, because he does offer again something in attack um, from the back row, and uh, hopefully again whether he's scoring a try or tries or or. Um, being involved in in uh, four pointers, we really do need that from Keon Kalomatongi, and Cameron Murray uh, gets to play thirteen. I'm not sure if this is his first ever game at thirteen as a starting lock, um, but we know that he is uh, an absolute uh, quality rugby league player. Big things expected from him, um, so he gets his opportunity. He's generally played. Uh, either start in second row or coming off the bench. Uh, but this is uh, for New South Wales to win. Uh, he, Cody Walker, and Damian Cook are going to be crucial uh, to a Blues victory, um, trying to spark the attack. Bench, we talked about it last week. It does look a little odd um, from what we'd probably expect. Uh, Isaiah Yo will come on and I guess he's going to play as a, a prop, a middle player. Might not call him a prop, but he's going to be carting the ball up rather than uh, his uh, usual role of of uh, first receiver. Um, that's not going to work. Uh, hasn't worked in the first two games. and uh, Obviously, with different halves to what he's used to, they're not going to use him in that role. Um, he can make yardage. And obviously, he's got some ball skills, so um, hopefully he'll be supported when he does go through the middle. Saifiti comes in, big bopper. He's going to have a big job. Um, I dare say he'll probably interchange with RCG. Um, but yeah, he's going to. He, when he's played for the Blues in the past, he did a really good job. Reese Robson listed as sixteen. Um, I thought he was really good in game one. Uh, I think uh, 
you know, obviously he's he's there to give Cook a rest, but I do think we'll also see him on the same time uh, stages with Damian Cook playing either as a uh, well playing in the middle somewhere. Um, so I don't think Robson uh, is just there to play uh, a substitute for Damian Cook. I think we'll see him in general play as well. Gutherson, uh, well, he can cover a lot of positions. Um, we saw in game one that Nico didn't come on. Similar type of situation where you've got a uh, a back who's uh, a bit of a utility. And Nico probably wouldn't have come on in game one but for the injury um, to whoever was in the centres. Oh, Turbo, I think. Turbo. Turbo went off from the Flegler hit. Um, and Gutherson, unless there's an injury, I, I'm not quite sure where he fits in. Um, yeah. But what I do know is if he does come on, you know, he'll, he'll give it 100%. But um, it's a little bit of a strange selection for mine. Um, but, yeah, it's been a series of some strange selections. On the Maroon side, uh, talked about Brimson. He's he's a great player, Brimson. Uh, Colts keeps his spot, keeps Cobo out of the team because Colts did play well game two. Uh, Valentine Holmes, poor form until Origin kicked in. Um, and, and he's been good since then, including for the Cowboys, come back to form. The Hammer's been one of the best uh, players in the series. Won the game for the Maroons with his uh, with his run in Game One when they were behind and he he bumped off uh, Josh Adokar and then just ran straight past Teddy uh, and it was uh, good night Blues after that. Tao Lungi, similar to Holmes, hadn't been in great form for most of the year. Origin comes round uh, and he's back to his uh, pretty much his best and again replicated for his club, the Cowboys. Monster has been very, very good, particularly in game one. Um, he set up the try for the hammer with uh, getting away from a number of defenders. Cherry Evans, possibly uh, in line for man of the series. Great kick in game. Um, he's got the job done. Ruben Cotter, another one that's been talked about as potential man of the series, was game one man of the match, I believe. Um, plays above his weight. Harry Grant, the nine, best uh, hooker in Australia. Incredibly talented guy. Uh, always a worry uh, for me when uh, he's in the opposition. Big Tino's been in the news a lot lately. Um not necessarily related to the fact that he's wearing number 10 tomorrow night. Um, depending on rumours, he, uh, he he could uh, well, he could uh, have shares in a pub that uh, the Queenslanders can go and celebrate a series win afterwards. Uh, but Tino always produces for the Maroons, unfortunately. <laughs> Dave Fafita uh, having quite possibly his best season. Um, not just a damaging second rower now, but he's starting to use his brain a bit. And uh, 
he's he's been very very good for his club and good for the Maroons. Nanai or Nanay, uh, again, like his Cowboys teammates, out of form for most of the year, got his opportunity in game two and absolutely killed it. Um, the quality player there. Pat Carrigan, again, up with the best of uh, what we've seen in Origin this year. Strong 13. Look at the Very bench. Strong. Hunt, uh, we've seen him come onto the bench and uh, and really create all sorts of problems for the Blues. Um, whether it be, and it's usually playing hooker, um, of course, he doesn't like. He's an unhappy hooker uh, if he's a dragon, but he puts a maroon jersey on, and uh, and he'll uh, he'll be as happy a hooker as there is. <laughs> he'll hook for the he'll hook for the chaos exactly. cow home. Exactly. Uh, so if the dragons had have cottoned on, they would have just popped the maroon uh, skirt under his uh, uh, under his yeah. red and white shorts, and uh, he would have been a happy hooker for them as well. Um, Lindsay Collins, amazing in game one with his leap over to Desco. Big game mm. two. No form really for the Roosters, but uh, again, um, these guys, they defy club form when they when they represent their state. Fod Awake has been very good both for club and also for the Queenslanders in game two, uh, which he came in for someone. Um, can't remember who it was. That lo- it might have been, I don't know, who got injured game one. Uh, was it Flegler? I don't think Flegler played last game. Anyway, he's there. Um, he's been very good. And we talked about... Uh, we talked about the uh, very excitable Corey Horsburgh, who's been in career best form for the Raiders. Um, 18, Dearden's been really, really good. We saw what he did and can do in game three last year when he came in for Cam Munster. And, uh, well, the Queenslanders almost lost nothing. Uh, and the guy who really deserves... Uh, to be part of the squad uh, who's done great things for Para, uh, former Panther Jermaine Hopgood. Um, he gets the experience of being part of the squad. And, and I dare say we uh, we might see him on the field uh, maybe in either 2024 or 25. They've, they've got an absolute wealth of, of forward talent at the moment, Queensland. So, um, But he's, uh, he's shown with Para that he's, he's right up to this level. Um, so, uh, I've, I've gone New South Wales to win, but that's only because, uh, one of my eyes is blue and so is the other. <laughs> so I don't have a choice. I will always tip New South Wales. Um, and I just can't tip against them, but I, uh, that's my heart. My head says Queensland. Um, but, uh, you know, as I said, it, it's, it's, uh, it's always going to be New South Wales for me, Graham. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those situations, isn't it, where I think when we all put in our tips this week, and I'm about to actually send you my pick the score for this week, going off any form that we've seen in the, um, in the series, you, you, you've got to say that the Maroons will make it a clean sweep. Um, 
I, I probably won't be as, as clean cut as, as that as saying, you know, the Maroons should win and the only reason I'm I'm tipping the Blues is because uh, I was born this side of the border. There are some key changes, as you mentioned there, Griffo. I think some of those key changes are going to have a big impact. Um, there are players here with points to prove. And I, I, I know there was there are times where we say, oh, you know, I've heard people say, oh, getting ready for next year, getting ready for next year. I, I'm not going to factor that in at all because... No. Next year is a long way away. We talk about origin teams sometimes at about round six. And by the time we get to round eight, our conversation is redundant. Yes. So talking about 2024 at the present is just, that's just madness. Um, I think that there's some, I think, look, I, I'm going to say it. The, the big change that they've tried to make to score some points is the addition of Cody Walker. Um, we all know what he does for South Sydney. We all know what he's put in the team to do. I think the big question mark is, Griffo, do we think he can do it at this level? Um, you know, I, I know that he he hasn't had, got the form and the runs on the board in, in State of Origin in the limited opportunities he's had. And the other thing to keep in mind too is this is not going to, this is guaranteed not going to be the halves combination next year if everyone's fit because you're going to have Nathan Cleary there and, and so on and so forth. So oh, I expect that. You know, if they get a win, well, who knows? Know. Yeah. Depends uh, on the coach uh, as well. Right. Well, that's, that's a big, that's, that's the thing too. You don't know who they're out to impress. Um, I feel if the blues are going to win this game, I'd just about say that Cody Walker needs to be in the, the top two players of the game. Oh, absolutely. Um, no, I agree 100%, Greg. Is he capable of it? Of course he is. Of course he is. Um, we saw uh, what he did in the grand final um, a couple of years ago um, where he scored an amazingly uh, brilliant individual try. He's got that yeah. individual ability but his best talent is finding runners, putting guys into uh, gaps. Um, he's he's just a, a great talent for that. And um, I hope he does the job. Look, if he does the job and has a big game and the Blues win, irrespective of who the coach is, uh, next year, he'd have to be a guy that would likely run out in the number six. If he can, you know, show that at, at this level uh, that he can get the job done, where others haven't been able to get it done consistently, um, and certainly not within the last couple of years. So, um, <laughs> Whether his uh, his outside backs are attuned to to what he does um, is going to uh, largely determine uh, how Cody looks because um, obviously his South Sydney team uh, are in in uh, tune with what he does. He makes them look good, and 
in scoring so many tries, the outside backs, particularly that left-hand side of, of the Rabbitohs over the years, um, it has enhanced uh, Cody Walker's reputation. Um, as I said, he can he can score a, a solo try himself. Um, I don't know that we'll see too much combination with Mitch Moses. I think probably we'll see Cody on the left and Moses on the right. Um, I don't know mm. that they'll work too much together. Um, but I guess uh, it's going to be up to the hooker to some extent as to where the ball goes. Um, and you think with Cook at nine, you would expect Cody's going to see a fair bit of ball. Um, hopefully the New South Wales forwards can get in position where he has that opportunity to capitalise on uh, on quick yardage that they make. And, and obviously Cam Murray, his South lock forward and captain is, is going to be crucial in that role. So there's a few things working for Cody there that he's got the South dummy half and he's got the South, the main man through the middle with the quick play the balls that Cody can uh, act on, on the top of uh, those quick play the balls and, uh, and work his magic. So um, it's unfortunate. Well, it's always unfortunate when Latrell's not in a new South Wales blues Jersey, but we haven't seen him much over the last few years when he's there we generally win and when when he's not there we generally lose but if Latrell was outside Cody I would feel very confident about a Blues win because of that wonderful combination that they have but dealing in ifs doesn't cut it Uh, so Cody with the guys that he has got outside him and I'm not sure uh, who will be feeding I think it's Bradman Best, but I'm I'm not sure um, uh, who's going to be playing outside Cody Walker. And but the Rabbitohs, Kaloma Tongi plays on the other side of the field, doesn't he? Usually plays on the right, yeah. Yeah, so he he doesn't walk, work with Cody that much, I guess. Um, Just for Cody, yeah, it does a lot of. They actually, it's 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 interesting. They not not really no. No, he is one known at club level. They do it, and I don't know if it's a coaching thing, whether it will come across here. There are a lot of times where Cody Walker will drift over to the right, but it's right. for a, for a big special play close to the line. But um, to answer your question, Clive Tony right, Cody Walker left. Okay. But they would have some understanding. Um, I do think if, if Liam Martin is playing outside Cody Walker, um that there is a, a good combination for the Blues because yeah. Liam Martin is an absolutely fantastic, not just a hole runner, he makes holes. Um, so I, I really, uh, hopefully, that combination uh, can uh, can have a, a big impact for the Blues. And the form that Liam Martin's been in, it makes the defenders think twice. It, it, puts, it makes them make a decision. That's basically what you're looking at. When you've got yeah. players in motion like Liam Martin... And the, the style of player that Bradman Best is, I actually think if that combination with Cody Walker, if that clicks, that could be a really good yeah. combination there on the left-hand side. Um, my biggest concern, you hit on it, was I'm not confident that we can consistently win this forwards battle. I think we'll go well early. I think 
This is the type of game where I feel as though the Blues will need to put points on the board in the first 20 uh, because I have concerns that when the rotations start to happen, I just don't know what that's going to look like. We talked about it last week. You touched on it earlier there where effectively you're going to be looking at someone who is not renowned for it to be used as more of a meter eater. I think they'll be looking... A lot, as you said, um, you know, Campbell Gillard. I think Jake Trebojevich is going to end up being one of those players as he has in origin previously where he's just, you know, had to work through the middle. And I think that um, we might even see Cameron Murray technically playing a little bit of prop there with Isaiah Yo coming in at lock and he become part of that rotation with the only, the only um, you know, prop on the bench being Jacob Siafidi. I said this last week and, you know, you alluded to it there. They're going to have Siafidi, Yo, Murray, Campbell Gillard and Jake Trebojevic. I think they're just calling them middle forwards this week at training and just getting them on a rotation. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing I probably wanted to, to touch on here in regards to um, the, the team itself, um, we saw Robson start last game do you have a feeling that that might be the case again i know it'll just be an inkling no, a bit of a so. guess no. i think not with the not the fact that you've got the south six and the south 13 i don't i don't think they're going to go i think that that is a combination that they're they're going to look at as being a strength for the blues and i i can't see that uh changing well but who knows um mm. what i do feel is that we're not going to see Damien Cook playing in the centres in this game. No. <laughs> Very confident about that one. That's one we could lock in. We, yeah. That's one, um, yeah, <laughs> one prediction that we're very confident yeah. of. Ah, uh, jeez. Um, but, yeah, you'd imagine that if there is a... I'll tell you what, last thing we need is an injury to the forwards. There's a last thing yeah. that we need. Yeah, look, I, I do... I think a light on as it is. Yeah. Yeah, it does appear that way. Um, yeah, what can I say? Um, yes, they've got a cover for the backs now, but um, yeah, if you're playing two hookers, then you're a little bit light on uh, in the forwards. So whether, as you uh, alluded to, whether we see Spencer take the place of, of Reese Robson with... Gutherson as as a backup uh, dummy half if because uh, he could do that Gutherson could do that um, if Cook were to go down I just think it gives them better options um, but yeah I mean it'd be a, it'd be harsh for Reese Robson who as I said I thought he did play well and he looks like the long term Blues hooker um, being somewhat younger than, than Appy or Damien Cook. Um, I'd be surprised if, if they change it, but I can see a lot of uh, upside if they do. Um, the other guy we didn't mention earlier was uh, the, the 18, Scott Drinkwater. Mm. There could be worse things happen than, uh, than uh, an injury... Uh, caused by uh, an illegal play that was to allow drink water to enter the, the arena. Um, because if you want points, 
he's your man. Um, he's he's in absolutely red hot form at the moment. Scott Drinkwater. Um, so I, for one, uh, wouldn't mind seeing him come off the bench and uh, be involved in the game. Um, yeah. yeah, but he's a game uh, breaker. yeah, it's it's unlikely scenario, and, yeah. and you don't want to see people get injured, but. Um, He's a good guy to have there. Interesting, uh, the two 18s, uh, the two form Cowboys there, uh, Dearden yeah. and Drinkwater, who, uh, who were crucial in, in the victory over the Panthers in that Golden Point game. Um, the two class players that were not part of Origin, therefore they were playing. Um, and uh, they were the two guys that worried me, and uh, it turned out... Uh, that's how it it panned out, but we'll get on to some discussion of players not being in, uh, available in Origin when we uh, pass by this game shortly. Mm. Um, and and just quickly for the Maroons, um, for anyone thinking that they don't want to win this game, you're kidding themselves. Um, it's in Sydney. They're looking for three nil. Billy Slater's record phenomenal. Um, He's only, what did we work at? He's only lost one game, is that correct, as a coach? Over the he has only year. lost one game. So, you know, he's looking to make it three this year. Um, it'd be five from six, I think, overall, if we if we look at the, the, the title there. Um, you, you mentioned earlier that, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about our heart in New South Wales. You did say, you know, a lot of people, and I said it too. Look, if you, if you watch the series... Your head's going to say uh, Queensland Maroons. Um, one player to watch from the Maroons. Who's the who's the standout player you think for them that's going to um, you know that's the real danger person that the the Blues need to watch out for? Oh, it's always uh, the number six Cameron Monster. Yeah, he's he's at the top of the list, but he's not the only one. Um, the Hammer's been just uh, an amazing form for club and state. Um, Harry Grant is always a, a threat, whether he's uh, wearing maroon or purple. Um, Brimson uh, is is a quality player, and uh, in the, the one or two games that he did represent the Maroons, I think there was a game in Adelaide where it was the worst Queensland team ever, according to Gal. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brimson had a, had a massive night that night, and fortunately, I think he got injured, and we. I don't know if that's the only origin he's played, but it was outstanding along with Monster that night. Um, so, yeah, he's got to be watched. Um, and, and in terms of the forwards, they're all danger players. It's Some of them individually present issues like um, David Fafita and, and Jeremiah Nanai, but uh, collectively they all do their job. Um, the, the guys on the bench... Yeah. When they come on, you don't you don't necessarily see a drop in uh, performance. Um, I, I think the Queensland bench probably a bit stronger than the Blues bench. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's that's, that's not a good thing. But uh, yeah, if I'm singling one guy out, it's Cameron Monster. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean their captain's been fabulous. His kicking game's been on point. Um, so Mitch Moses uh, up against uh, DCE. Moses uh, 
very, very good kicking game. Um, that's going to uh, be an interesting battle. Who wins the kicking game? Um, but uh, yeah, I know Moses. Uh, he can match DCE, but DCE's got that consistency at this level. And uh, obviously, Mitch Moses hasn't played too many games, but uh, he, he can can match him. Um, be interesting. Yeah, and and the other interesting thing too, just for I finish one thing. I've been thinking about this um, this week when you've been talking about Cody Walker and then Daily Cherry Evans. We're, we're no longer in an era, and I know people will say, "Oh yeah, you've had your, your Smith, Slater, and and Cronk. They all, you know, um, played well into their thirties." But I think they've sort of set a bit of a precedent there, where we're no longer looking at someone and dismissing them purely because of their age. It's 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 based on form, really. With Cherry Evans currently uh, thirty four. Um, and yeah, he's 34 and Walker's 33. So yeah, there's a, there's a bit of age there. Um, age shall not weary them, it would seem. It, it has not. So we'll, we'll see on, um, on tomorrow night. Uh, let's, let's go with this. Now we normally do this for our, um, for one of our other tipping top comps. We have a pick the score. Um, what score line are you thinking for this one tomorrow night? Um, I just have to check. It was either twenty six eighteen or twenty four sixteen. I had an eight point. Uh, eight point to yeah. the Blues. Yeah. Uh, right, twenty six eighteen. I've got down. Yeah, I'm going a very optimistic twenty two twelve for New South Wales. Um, yeah. First try scorer. I'm going to actually, for a bit of fun, I'd love to see Bradman. I'd love to, but no, I'm putting it down. I'm saying it. I'm going to say Bradman best. Uh, first try scorer off a Cody Walker ball. Um, any thoughts on who might get over the line first? Well, in recent games, it's been a Queenslander. Mm. Um, the hammer's the safe bet of Val Holmes. <laughs> Well, yeah, you got two. You got choices: uh, Colts to a luggy. Um, uh, but how about uh, how about we go for someone who's due, and that's Josh Adokar. Yep, Josh Adokar, and that could very well be. Um, would he be playing on the left? Do you think this week? I'd imagine. Not sure. Uh, did Toto play left in the last one? I'm trying to remember where. Yeah, they have moved him around a yeah. little bit. Um, You'd think um, that Adokar playing on on the edge with Cody Walker would be a good combo. Um, you'd imagine so, because you you just. But that, yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm not up enough on who's a left side and who's a right side. But as I said, like Crichton, I think it's played on both sides. Um, yeah, Crichton. Both sides. I think Crichton was left, and then when there was the injury, he went around to the right. So, yeah, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of unanswered questions there. But um, all right, so best and Addo Car, and we've both got New South Wales wins. Yeah, what do we know? Yeah. It's all it's all with the heart. Would <laughs> love for that to happen? And look. I would love for an, um, a Bradford Best or a Josh Adokar try to be um, featured in this segment next week. 
But uh, look, you, you never know what's going to pop up and it is, uh, for many, the highlight of the podcast. It's time for Griffo's Grab. Griffo's Grab! All right, okay. so back to NRL land here, Griffo. What yeah, we're back drive? to NRL. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to go for something that I did not see uh, originally, but heard about. Um, so it's sort of not a... a uh, a traditional Griffles grab as, so, as such, but uh, in deference to um, the great prophet Shano, um, it's it's uh, his man Talis Duncan, um, <laughs> who uh, I I was watching the game on delay. Um, I was sort of watching something else. I think I was watching the earlier game on delay and then I started watching that game and um, I don't know what happened but I got on Facebook and I saw the final score so I didn't actually watch the whole game oh, I, I saw the Bulldogs you know a substantial amount I think it was their last try that they scored and then I switched I was watching the cricket um, but then I did hear about an amazing try from Talis Duncan um, which I later looked at uh, virtually from the kickoff, I think. It was, uh, yeah. And off the back the of a ball, try, yeah. Off, off the back of a South try. So yeah. similar to when they got beat by the Dragons, the Dragons were in front by a bit and yep. South uh, came storming back uh, with the opportunity to win in the last minute. But uh, um, it was Talis Duncan. Uh, he might have even caught the ball from the kickoff um, or was handed to him. But well, he he made just it caught break. it and gave it to him. Okay, so yeah. Ilias to Duncan. Duncan makes the break, maybe runs 30 metres or maybe a bit more. Passes uh, to Ilias, I think it was, who gave it straight back to Duncan, who sprinted about another maybe 40 metres or so. And uh, uh, obviously you as a South supporter who would have been watching it live. Were, were you at the game, Graham? Or were you watching I wasn't it at the game. I was watching this one at home. And, yeah, um, on the massive screen. He would have been getting very excited. Uh, Probably was, not as excited as Shano, wherever he was watching. But yeah. um, it was an amazing Number one on the Tellus Duncan uh, fan club channel. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's started good, he's a good the fan club. Yeah, years yeah. ago he, he talked about this guy. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a guy who goes around with his ear to the ground or he's, you know, sometimes he's sniffing around the ground. And this is the sort of thing he picks up. Um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, obviously this young man, Duncan, uh, uh, is, is a really good player and a first grader uh, in waiting, essentially. Um, but uh, he had made his debut earlier in the year. Um, the South forward... Uh, Pack is 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 high on depth. So, um, even though he was outstanding with this, like he's, and I, I haven't looked at uh, this week's teams, but, um, but I, obviously we're going to see more of him in first grade this year. But long term, uh, he's he's a first grader, whether he's playing uh, in the second row or at lock. Uh, Cam Murray obviously is their man, uh, lock and captain, but. Uh, as good as Duncan is, he's going to force his way in there somewhere. Um, an amazing try. And, um, yeah, uh, unfortunate that it wasn't enough to, to get his team over the line. But, uh, 
um, a great effort from Talis Duncan and uh, and uh, his partner, who had a bit to to do with it, uh, a minor role, but an important one nonetheless, was Lachlan Ilias there. Um, what I want to say, special mention um, to a new carpool favourite, uh, and I, I listened back to uh, to the, the the end of the program from last week, where we uh, we crowned or christened a new favourite in Tom Alick. I think it's Tom, um, and he was he was so good for the Gold Coast Titans. Um, he nearly set up a try with a kick from possibly his first touch. Uh, unfortunately, I think the uh, the Gold Coast player knocked the ball on. Um, but uh, he looked a player of good quality. Uh, he's a PNG international, and uh, he, you know he's obviously got a bit of a taste for first grade now. Um, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a good one. It would seem not just uh, a carpool favourite, but uh, I think he's going to be a, a Titans favourite um, based on on what we saw last week. Yeah, and at that that game too, that was really if you haven't seen that game, that was one of the most entertaining things as a neutral just to watch. Yeah. You just didn't know how it was gonna go and um Graham, I wasn't want... quite a neutral. But keep going, sorry, I'll come <laughs> by I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. So no, I was just saying with this game, it was a very interesting one that you just mentioned the Titans there. Um a bit of a wind back to, to the dogs too before I forget another carpool favourite. Uh, the sex bomb, the phenomenal sex bomb for the dogs. He was massive for them, and um... it was like an orgy, Graham. <laughs> it was. It was bombs going off everywhere. Not that I've ever participated in one. <laughs> it was you. like it was like the Blitz, but uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the bombs were going off everywhere. But um, you know, he came from uh, the Titans, went over to the the dogs, and. The dogs, they just had something there that they had been missing. And um, it was positive signs, albeit against a very understrength South Sydney team. I think by the time a couple of players, South had two players admitted before uh, the game, uh, Sele and Cheekham were out. And I think the official tally then was you know, 10 regular first graders, either unavailable or injured, so on and so forth. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, but all, all you got, you play who you who you're up against, and and the dogs did a great job there through um, Sexton. I actually think that if he had not played, I, I'm not I'm not sure they would have been able to beat the um, the Rabbitohs of what yeah. we've seen in recent weeks. But this game with the Titans and Dolphins, um, one thing that I thought was, I mean, Wayne Bennett thought it was refreshing. I mean, obviously Wayne Bennett, big fan of the referees when they're in oh, his yeah. favour, but it's something we don't often see, and I, I'm going to... My first thought when I saw the penalty was, I feel like Brian Atkins was probably the only referee in the NRL with the balls to blow one of those penalties. He's not one to be concerned about making big calls, I'll put it that way, right. whether he gets them right or wrong. But well, he believes was, they're right. Yeah, and look, you make the yeah. decision that you believe is right, and that's that's what you do, and that's 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 basically life. And any decision anyone makes in any aspect of their life, they they're making what they think is the right decision with the knowledge and tools that they're provided. But this game here, you very rarely see in Golden Point that penalty given uh, was an offside penalty with the players rushing off the line to try and shut down a um, a field goal, and that's what led to um, 
the uh, the game being won. I, I don't have an issue with it. If they're offside, they're offside, and yeah. Graham, um, I am a poor tipster, um, and the rule of thumb, of course, for our listeners is listen to the tips of the chameleon and tip the other teams. Now, yeah. last week, I had the round um, until that penalty. <laughs> now, I, ha- I did tip the Bulldogs. Yeah. So, in our, um, not our carpool rugby league uh, one, because we, we don't go for money there, but uh, in our other comp, uh, money is available to the, the tipster who, if they are an outright winner, which mm-hmm. I would have been if the coast had a got up, and also money if you tip the round, which again, the coast got up, I would have uh, done that. So potentially, I could have retired uh, more uh, comfortably. <laughs> you know, I might have been up for twenty or forty dollars. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Definitely well, not retired hurt level, but no, no. Well, it wasn't so much the money, although I, you know, it's always nice. Um, uh, but the fact that uh, it would have seen a massive turnaround in my confidence for tipping and uh, my reputation as uh, you know a dud tipster, uh, I might have also started turning that around. Um, but as uh, was the case um, look I'm not blaming referee Grant Atkins he got it right um, mm. because you heard over the you know when he was talking to Kieran Forey he said I warned him twice and yeah, yeah, when you yeah. looked at the replay he he was you know three or four meters in front of the line when they played the ball um, so the decision was a correct one um, Foreign so I didn't argue against that, but he said, well, you know, they did the same thing to us. It's just that we were further out. We weren't right in front. Mm. Um, so, and look, I think if you if you look at most field goal attempts in a similar situation, whether it's just before full time or into golden point, I think almost every play um, you'd find someone could be penalised um, yeah. And normally referees don't do it, but the fact that he took a stand might see more of that. Now, um, yeah, Look, I, I'm not. I, I'm applauding the referee for for his stance. Um, I am too. Yeah, does, I think it was good. He he does go with what he believes is right. I don't believe he's always right. I think there's been one or two this year where he's made some bad decisions, and 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 we both know him personally. Yeah. Uh, he's a good guy, um, but I do applaud the fact that he will make a decision that maybe um, a lot of refs would just because no one in you know one has had uh, he not penalised him. No one would have said, "Oh, why didn't the referee penalise yeah. Aaron Clark for putting pressure on the kicker?" No one ever says that. Uh, it happens, but 
I, I am more concerned about a couple of mistakes made by a very good attacking Gold Coast winger um, who I picked to be the top try scorer for the year. Um, and he would have went into that position, but for a, I think he might have made him drop the ball or something. something might have been the chase on uh, on uh, Tom Arlick's kick, actually. Um, but a brain explosion from the winger, I think it would, might have been before full time, where the Gold Coast had a couple of tackles up their sleeve. He gets the ball runs in and kicks it for himself. And, and it, it was a, a seven-tackle set. Uh, I thought, what are you doing, mate? Now, he dropped the ball earlier. Okay, wingers do that from time to time. I'm not having a go at him for that. But the brain explosion, just to, to kick for himself, when they had, one or, they had at least another tackle, where the smart play was, okay... Get it back towards the center and kick a drop goal. Um, I'm sure his coach would have uh, pointed that out to him uh, in no uncertain terms because the guy is a really good player. But and he got dropped earlier in the year. Uh, he's not the best defender, but that's partially because of his slight frame. But he's an excitement machine, no doubt about it. Um, Carm Pereira. Mm. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, I felt that the Gold Coast should have won that game. Um, they created more opportunities. Uh, they looked dang, they looked really dangerous, but they just couldn't get get over the top. Whenever the Dolphins got towards the Gold Coast line, you didn't have too much faith in the Titans holding them out, and there were a few soft tries uh, that. Uh, that again, the coach would have been lamenting some of the replacement forwards um, because they had Tino, Mofot, Waker, and um, Fafida out. Some of the guys yeah. that stepped in, uh, their defense was pretty poor in a few of those uh, tries. But well done, Dolphins, um, on you know returning to the winner's circle. Yeah, and, and like I said with the Titans, I was, I was watching the game and I just remember thinking during the game, especially those tries, they, uh, those couple of tries where Kieran Foran threw some really good balls. Um, yeah, over smart player. Um, he, yeah, he is. He, I was just sitting there thinking, gee, he can throw a good ball. And even, um, you know, obviously we talked um, a little bit last week about Jaden Campbell and, and AJ Brimson. Uh, he obviously um, had, had big involvement, Jaden Campbell as well. Yeah, so. he looked dangerous whenever he had the ball, really. Yeah, he's, and he's, he's, he stopped some tries as well, which I was impressed with. One or two mistakes, but he was one of the best on ground. Um, but again, the the flashiness of the Gold Coast against the grittiness of of the Dolphins, and it was the Dolphins again with with their grit got the two points. Dolphins now um, two points out of the eight. Uh, Titans. Two points out of the A as well. Both those teams are on twenty points. Um, they'll still think they're a shake of this uh, of making the finals. It's starting to get pretty crowded there. With um, but you know, we need to be realistic when we're talking about teams like the Dolphins and Titans. Um, they're only two points behind Eels, Rabbitohs, Cowboys. Uh, I think this is one of those things where we are really going to start to talk about now. 
runs home because we are heading into round 20. Dolphins, uh, they they do have um, some tough matches, none tougher than um, you know, a match against the Panthers this week. Uh, but yeah, I think they'll they'll you know they'll back themselves to win some of those games on that run home. They've got Panthers, then a bye, Bulldogs, Knights, Roosters, Tigers, finishing off with the Cowboys and Warriors. That's not the worst run. It's not. So not the worst run. Some tough games in there. Um, I I feel like I'm more likely to hang my you know, not hang my hat on. I suppose I'm not that confident, but you know. If, if either the Dolphins or the Titans, I think the Dolphins may be more likely. The Titans do have a really tough run for those who are listening to this and thinking, oh, they're very close. Um, how's this for a run? So they've got Parramatta this week in Sydney. Then they play the Roosters, Cowboys, Warriors, Sharks, Panthers, Storm, and finish with the Bulldogs. That's tough. That's yeah. a very tough. So... I'm I'm yeah, thinking they'll that, uh, they'll be going down the ladder, Graham. Rather yeah, than... yeah. So I'm thinking that the um, the Titans and the other thing to keep in mind with the Titans too, they've um, they've had three buys. Yeah. So very interesting the way the buys work. Uh, the Rabbitohs get their buy this week. Uh, as it stands currently, they're the only team in the NRL that have only had one buy. So uh, ridiculous. All three Origin games will have been played before South Sydney have their second bye. Uh, Ridiculous. For a team that's affected by origin, I know that the fans aren't happy. I know, you know, we can talk about... We talked about it last week, the inequities, so on and so forth, but I think last week's game, we talked about in the lead-up to the Dogs game where you basically predicted and said, look, origin is going to have a massive impact on this game. It did, um, and also to the game they played against the Raiders earlier on in this the year um, they get the bye this week after the origin which um, is a good opportunity I suppose for players well, to rest it does it up freshen them up. that's that's the thing yeah and then they've got so, a buy I think um, their last buy is I think around 26 so they have a buy it's a good time for it just before the final so for all those good South Sydney fans it. whilst you know it, it has been difficult through this period South are hoping to get a lot of players back for round 21 against Brisbane. Um, and it'll be up to them then. They'll they'll be in the eight, most likely, uh, going into that round 21 game. So you're saying after this week. round, Graham, after they've had the rest, then the game they play is Brisbane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually... Look... You want to be coming up against the best? Well, I think the ha- the fact that they're having a rest... Um, those because they are well represented in Origin. Um, I think that's a big plus in that uh, lead up to next week's game. So um, yeah. while you generally want, well, ideally they would have uh, had a buy last weekend. Um, it might be that uh, that that rest will will be just what they need to get over the top of the you know, high-flying Broncos. Yeah. Another interesting thing about, just while talking about South here, and it's only because they're one of these teams all of a sudden that we expected to be towards the top of the ladder. They're, I think you mentioned it last week, you said they're going to struggle to make the four if they don't beat the Dogs. 
Their run home, it's an interesting one because they've, you know, it's round 20 this week. They've still got two buys, so there's four points, effectively. The the interesting thing about South Sydney's run home, and whilst we're talking about draws and scheduling, South have a home game against the Broncos in round 21 uh, on the Sunshine Coast. Well, that's their own choice, so. Yeah, this is an interesting one, though. The Tigers then have their home game against South the week after at Tamworth. South then have their home game in round 23 against the Sharks in Perth. Round 24, South are at home to the Dragons in Cairns. Then they're away That's to the Knights ridiculous. and then they have a bye. So, but, but do you know what I mean? All of these... I, I, if, if this is South Sydney choosing when these home games at other stadiums or other markets are occurring, it's it's really poor scheduling. In amongst all that too, the Tigers have their Tamworth game against South Sydney in amongst all of it. So South Sydney have one, two, three. They have four home games left this year and only one of them's at Homebush. The rest of them are in um, Perth, Cairns, Sunshine Coast. I think that's bad management, Graham. It's it's isn't that just like bizarre to say that you want to play the Broncos on the Sunshine the Coast. Sunshine Coast where you're not going to get a big crowd anyway, like because it's a, it's a boutique stadium. Yep. What's the benefit of that? Like that's poor management. I know they you know they're committed to play here, there, and everywhere, but. What's more important, you know? No, I think two points should be most important. Like, you know, take a take a game against the lesser light, say a, a Dragons or a Bulldogs to the Sunshine. But don't play. It'll be like a home game for the Broncos in Very terms bizarre. of crowd support. They used to do it. They the, This year, the Cairns game... Is against the Dragons. I remember once upon a time we used to play the can- we used to play the Cowboys in Cairns, uh, nice. and, and I used to think yeah, it's lovely. It's very nice of you to go to a market where there's the away away teams will make it as well. But for a team that needs wins to um, to make the eight, there's no guarantee of making the eight. And I know we keep saying oh they'll make the eight, they'll make the eight. There's no guarantee where they sit on the table to make the eight. This run home has become a lot tougher that that they're here there and everywhere they're not back in sydney sense to me well they played the bulldogs on saturday the next time they play in sydney is round 27 the first of september against the roosters the closest they get apart from that is newcastle stupid bizarre anyway um the ladder itself is starting to sort Sort out a little bit just before we look at this week's games. I wanted to just mention South Sydney there, obviously, because they have the bye this week. Um, there are another couple of teams that have the bye, and one of those is the um, is the Raiders. Now they're one of those. T- they're just sort of snuck up into this. Uh, well, they're in the top five at the moment. That was part of the the round where they're in the top four last week, but they're on equal points with the Sharks and Storm. They've got a bye this week. Um, Sharks and Storm have already had their three buys. 
they're not sitting in a bad spot, are they? The Canberra Raiders. I think we've got to start. You know, a lot of people are saying we might pencil well, them in for the eight. Pretty you, much you guaranteed can, an eight. You're putting spot them in now. the. You're putting them in with ink at a current record of eleven and six. Uh, are they going to be the surprise team of the competition, or are we just holding off to see how how well the Warriors go? Well, I think you can lock in Raiders for a top eight spot because, as you say, they're picking up another two points, take them to twenty eight. They're probably only going to mm. win another game. They're virtually guaranteed. Spot in the eight. Um, yeah. In saying that, they got a poor four and against, so um, maybe two two games just to make sure. Um, but from memory, that you know, I haven't looked at it closely, but the, the draw hasn't been unkind to them in twenty twenty three. Um, like the Sharks, they seem to get a lot of matchups against the, the poor sides rather than two games against the top teams. Credit to them. Um, I I didn't think they were going to make the eight, but then no. in a game early in the season when they got absolutely hammered by Penrith at home, uh, I had them nearer the, the wooden spoon. Uh, and then there was the Jack White and controversy, and um, but it seems to have inspired uh, the team, if anything. And then they're... They're winning games. Um, whether they can beat the big sides in, in September, I, I doubt it. But if you're there, you're a chance. So um, it would be interesting, for example, if uh, if they cop the Sharks in, round, uh, in the first round of finals and one of those teams will go through. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, because I think both of them will head out the back door pretty quickly likewise the warriors um if they if they can hang on and make it uh i think they're the most likely to drop out for the cowboys the cowboys mm. will be there it's just a question of um you know whether it's the eels the rabbitals or the warriors who make way for them um but yeah it's uh it's bizarre to me that the Rabbitohs are taking a home game against the Broncos into <laughs> Queensland. And then it's not even at yeah. a big stadium to... I know, to make, yeah. To, to try and fill a crowd. I think the Sunshine Coast is yeah. a 10,000 stadium. But the, yeah, the Raiders mixed bag on their run home. We'll learn a lot about um, them when they play the Warriors in round 21 after the bye. They've then got a couple of games you'd expect them to win against the Knights and Tigers. Well, they're, um, they're, they're in. They're in. Yeah, and then they've got some really tough games that'll let us know if they're serious. They play the Storm. Then yeah, another game tough. game you'd expect them to win against the Bulldogs. So considering they play oh, Knights, yeah. Tigers, Dogs... They could make the top four. There's three games you'd think they should win. And those three games are at home. They play the Knights at home, the Tigers at home, away to the Storm, which you'd think would be a very tough ask, but then they're back at home against the Dogs. But if they uh, beat the Storm in that game, Graham, they're, they're going to make the top four. Well, they finish against the Broncos and the Sharks, so I think that's going to be a good litmus test to see where they're going to be in the finals, where they're going to fall, and we could very well see one of those situations, as you just predicted there, where they play the the Sharks in week one, uh, where you have a team play 
uh, the final round and then uh-huh. the first week of finals. But I'm calling it here, and I think I've done this with the Raiders before, given the fact they've got a buy this week, that'll put them on 28. I'm pretty confident that they can win three more games. They'll put them on 34. You're in, you're in the eight if you're getting 34 points, even with oh, the three buys. They, they should make the top four. If they can beat, if they can upset, say, the Storm, um, and if they can get over the top of the Warriors, um, they should win all of those. Uh, you know, They should beat the Knights. They should beat the Tigers. And I think you said the Bulldogs as well. Bulldogs in there, yeah. Well, they're going to make the four. Yeah. If, if they play to expectations, the thing with the Raiders oh. is they could lose. You don't know. That's right. They could, they lose, could lose them lose by twenty as well. Yeah, and you look at them. They're, they're much more, more consistent. They're the type of team that would lose against the Knights and Tigers, and then beat the Broncos and Sharks. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, well, they've already they're... beaten the Broncos, and they play they're the Broncos upset earlier in the year. Playing Broncos, they were the first team to beat them. Saturday on a Saturday night in August in Canberra oh, in against the Broncos. Canberra. You'd think that anyway, yeah. Well, some uh, Canberra Raider fans, they, they there's plenty to look at there. Definitely plenty oh, yeah. to look at. But um, yeah, there's there's two. You mentioned that the the Cowboys are there. The only other team I just want to quickly have a have a chat about that's just sneaking in around there that we haven't talked a lot about recently as uh, finals contender is the um the Manly Seagulls. They play the Cowboys this week. We'll talk oh, about that in a massive. moment. But that's massive. a huge game. Huge game in regards to the um the the top eight. I think we're gonna see a lot after that. Um, give us a well, yeah, we're gonna see a we're gonna have a lot more insight, put it that way, because then they play who else have they got? Sharks, Dragons, Roosters, Panthers, Warriors, Bulldogs, Tigers. Oh, that's not a bad draw. You're talking about Eagles? Yeah, Manly. Manly it's not a bad draw. Yep. So not Cowboys, draw. they get over the top of the Cowboys this week, which they're at home. You never know. Um, yeah, still games against the Dragons. The Roosters aren't in form. Um, well, they Warriors, beat the Roosters Bulldogs, Tigers. two weeks ago. They're another team. I'm just... They're, they're just asleep. They're just hanging there. And I think what... Concerns me about the Seagulls leapfrogging um, some of these teams here. They're only one point behind the Eels, Rabbitohs, Cowboys. For and against will not have an impact. They have a negative for and against, but it does not impact because they had that draw earlier in the season against the Newcastle Knights. So they're another one, I think, to watch uh, for the top eight. Yeah, I'd sort of written them off, Graham. And and obviously I've done that prematurely. Yeah, not, draw, not something that... not looked at the draw, but uh, Sea Eagles, I thought they were Gonski, but uh, yeah, that they had a bye last week, but then the week before they they beat the Roosters, so um, had they oh. lost that game, I think they were gone, but uh, they're still in there. Yeah, I wouldn't I don't think the Roosters can get there. No, and 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 to be honest with you, the team, the team that's going to earn it if they make it there is the Cowboys. Um, as we said, they've got the Seagulls this week. They then play Parramatta. Uh, they've got the Titans and the Broncos, then another bye, which is good to have another bye in there. They also play Sharks, Dolphins, Panthers. Um, they have the opportunity. They have the draw there 
that I think it's in their hands. Yeah. There's enough tough I think games the Panthers there. game might be the last round. And if it is, we saw last year in that they, 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 Panthers rested basically the whole True. side. That's right. Um, and then gifted the Cowboys two points in that game that was played at Townsville. This one's at Penrith, but um, you'd have to think that if Penrith are in a position, and I don't know whether they will be or not, I'm not saying they will be, but if, if they've got a guaranteed top two spot, that they might do a similar thing and, and uh, rest all of the key players because they don't have another by the Panthers. They've used them all. Sure. Um, so, yeah, if their destiny is sort of sorted out in a positive way, I, I'm certain that they will rest the players giving the Cowboys two points again um, if, it, if it gets to that. If they yeah. need to win, obviously, they they won't do that. They'll they'll be out there to to get the two points. But uh, Ivan Cleary has has shown himself now to be a guy who will err on the side of resting players with the bigger picture um, being more important than uh, just a a win in a particular round game. Definitely, because there's some. They've still got some big games left, the Panthers. Um, and they no, they're no, they're no guarantee to, to no. be in, in, in that position. Yeah, they've, they've still but, got uh, games against um, against the likes of the Sharks, the Storm, um, Parramatta. So there's yeah, still some quality teams. Tough draw by the sound of it, I don't think. See, the problem for Penrith is they don't play any of the shit teams twice. Like, West Tigers, they've already played them. They lost. <laughs> they beat the Dragons narrowly. That was the only game. They do still have to play the Bulldogs. Uh, they played the Knights twice for two wins. But I think the Knights are slightly above those bottom three sides. The Dolphins, they only play once, which is this week. Uh, the Titans, they only play once. Uh, it's not just Penrith that, that has this situation, but Again, I come back to this draw not being fair uh, in so many different ways. Where successful teams, teams are getting... play each other twice, yeah. shit teams play each other twice, and the Sharks and the, the Raiders tend to play the shit teams twice as well. Um, throw in the lunacy of what we saw last weekend where the Parramatta Eels reserve grade team... Yeah took on the Warriors and got pumped. Yeah. Now, some would argue that maybe the Warriors would have won anyway. I don't agree. I, I believe that a full-strength Eels at Combank beats the Warriors. Um, and yeah, it, it might not be that way, but it's pretty likely. I don't give a, what anyone's going to say to me that a full-strength Rabbitoh side is going to get beat by the Bulldogs. Um, that is a, a robbery of two points from South Sydney. Um, and, you know, everyone knows I follow the Panthers. So, I just... The Eels were in the same boat last week. That's what I'm saying. That, that yeah, they, and Those two teams that are, are on the edge of the eight... Were, had two points stolen because of the fact that 
they played well the warriors are not a crap team they're they're a decent side but they were missing no one as a result of origin no one played it is out of this uh, i was out last week because they're playing tomorrow night that's an unfair advantage to the warriors um and yeah yeah i mean they obviously they won emphatically they but you give me a full strength eels team and I would back him to beat the Warriors at home nine times out of ten. You That's give me a full-strength Rabbitohs against the Bulldogs in 2023, and again, nine times out of ten, maybe 19 out of 20, I'm backing the Rabbitohs to win that game. Um, I just... It, it frustrates me. Um... You could even yeah, throw I the just, Titans into that list last week. They were missing quite a few players. And, you yeah, know, they were, but point. they're a different different scenario. They can have all their best players and still lose <laughs> against Um So, yes, they were more disadvantaged than the, the Dolphins were only missing the hammer. Um, but Gilbert, Gilbert uh, was in game one, got injured, so... Uh, but it's definitely worked against the Titans with four of their very best players missing, mm. the three big forwards and, and, and their fullback Brimson. Now, I can't guarantee the Titans would have won if those guys were there because we saw what happened uh, earlier in the year when there was no origin. Um, so, But I would have thought Titans, yes, Um yeah, I don't want to bore our listeners, but I just it's it's got to be. Looked, we talked about it last week. It's, it's it's ridiculous because at the end of the day, the bread and butter is the NRL competition, and it yep. gets impacted. And we've got teams that aren't at full strength, and everyone knows that teams are at their best when they're at full strength. Speaking of teams at full strength, we've just uh, we've just stopped off and we've uh, opened is. the back door, and uh, Shano's. He's off the Ooh, interchange bench. He's hello. in. We've enacted the, uh, uh, yes. the concussion protocol. Yes. Just, and here listening, he is. Listening to you boys. Look, uh, uh, you know, you don't need to be a fly on the wall about what you guys are talking about regarding um, origin and what it's like for teams that that uh, have players out. Um, sadly, I think it's become a nostalgic part of, of, of the NRL draw that if you're a team that has players playing origin, well, then you're going to be under strength. I, I think it's, I think, I think as a, I think as a game, we've got to become further than this. And I, I was just listening to you, Griffin. I, I couldn't agree more that, you know, two points in this competition has, it, it, it's so valuable. And when you look at what two points is worth, to some teams at the end, and and you mentioned South Sydney as one. I, I hope I hope they they flash home in the end, and, and it doesn't matter. But but you know the, when you look at those top sides, when you look at the top teams that you mentioned, two points may not be the difference between getting in the eight or not, but it's the difference between getting in the four, and that's a big step. Um, I I think that. Yeah, I, I think that um, any time that you change the goalposts to, to benefit a part of your game, you might be disadvantaging it. 
I suppose South fans have extra reason to be slightly more salty with 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 news with with the with news that Damien Cook could or may or may not be dropped. I don't know whether that's going to happen. Um, if it was to happen as a South fan, I'd be really frustrated that that didn't happen at the point of which they announced the teams, because I'm telling you now, Damien Cook in that side, South Sydney side last week would have beaten the dogs and that would have been two points in the bag. Um, this is the lunacy that, that we seem to be. And you guys might've talked about this and I don't want to bore the listeners if I, if you haven't and, and, and rehash things. This is the lunacy that this time of year is starting to bring to, to rugby league. And uh, sadly it seems to be, um, enshrouded with the colour blue more than the colour maroon. But, yeah, I, you know, hearing what you guys were saying before before I was introduced, I, I, I really, I, I, I'm in total, you, you guys know what I think about this. Um, I'm in total agreement. So I think we need to start looking at, at, at a better system um, mm. because if teams miss out on the eight, you can go, well, all right. It's teams. If you miss out on the four, that's the leg up. And yeah, you know, I, I just think that as the competition gets tighter and tighter, uh, last week with injuries and 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 Origin, you had, you know, you had a team in South Sydney, and we everyone knows what flavour I I go for um, playing. If Damien Cook gets dropped the eve of origin for no other reason than Freddie Fittler, you know, was walking on the grass and and Aquarius is in the cusp of bloody Pisces and he feels that this is the way. Um, South Sydney could have used that guy the other week. And this Pickens... That's it. Unless there's an injury, there's an injury. You pick your side, you live and die by it. They play on the Wednesday and you win. This is the guy who knows he's getting sacked and he's clutching his struggles. Yeah. And, and we, we talked about it too. We talked about the players of Real. We talked about South were significantly affected we talked about Parramatta um it's it's something that's definitely going to be looked at because there are yeah the the, the competition is too tight for teams to, to you can't you can't you know you you can't just go oh, it's only two points competition's too tight too tight and that's what Griffo and I just before you come on Shane we um we basically were going through the ladder and looking at teams run homes and and, and, and how the eight's going to be. And, 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 you know, it may not be as clean cut as people expect. I mean, we we started off the podcast, you know, thinking, oh, geez, the, the Raiders may have overachieved. And we, we were just talk, talking about them with their draw as a possible top four team running home. And it's it's it's, it's something that's really got to start now that the, the origin after tomorrow is going to be behind us. Um, so... We, we might as well get into this week's preview because this is the start of that run home. Just before we get into this week's preview, uh, we did do a comprehensive uh, preview of the origin before you came on, Shane. 
Before we get into the, the two minute tip in round 20, I want two things from you. Score and first try scorer for Origin. Oh, score and first try scorer. Um, Not to score. put you on the spot. I'm going to do... <laughs> no, I thought about this. I, I did think about it because we've got... Uh, you guys submit it. Uh, we discussed uh, that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I was, I, I, I've, I've got 28-12 blues. Um, yeah, well, that's that's massive. Yeah, twenty-eight, twelve blues. Uh, twenty-eight, yes, please. blues. Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, in saying that, I will. Who's on one of my first try? I haven't thought about first try scorer. Um, Cody Walker. For no other reason, he's the first guy that popped in my head. Uh, probably won't. Um, yeah, Wait, I, I, well, I think. We talked about him being key. Um, we Look, talked about the left edge. We assumed that Best and Adokar might be playing outside of him. I actually went Best for first try scorer. Griffo's got Adokar. Yeah, that's fair call. Fair so, call too. Like, like it's I, I, you know, you guys would have talked about. It'll probably it. be I the think, um, Nah, no, nah, I will. <laughs> no, um, I, I just think I just think that. That, that you know, there's a part of me that says if this blue side plays poorly, everyone knows that this is everything on the line regarding every selector is going to get scrutinised and probably sacked. The coach is in trouble. If you want to, if you want to give any indication that you're actually happy with the system you have to play out of your skin on Wednesday. If the Blues don't play out of their skin, well, then I think it's a bit of a message to to the New South Wales Rugby League board and, and, and everyone around that, you know, we have to go in a new direction. And, you know, how many times on the have the players on the field dictated that? I, I, I think, for example, there's certain clubs in our NRL that play away because they don't believe the the board's doing the right thing by them, and you know, um, one of those members is in a bit of a, a, a got upset by what Alan Jones of all people said. So, um, if, you, if you've lived under a rock, I'm talking about the Tigers, uh, as we have talked about Tigers, and I think that this is it. If if the players believe that the system that the Blues have works, well, they're, they're going to play out of their skin. If they don't believe it works, they're not. And where I said I think the Blues are going to win by that, um, if they don't believe in it, they could easily lose by that too. So, yeah. I hope not. Look, tomorrow, look this time tomorrow night, we'll probably be uh, half-time. Um, so, look, we'll know a lot, lot more... Um, all we can do now is sit back and hope that the uh, the players selected get the job done. We're at that point of the game. Mm. We're also at um, we're at that point of the podcast where we're looking at previewing um, next week's round of footy. So uh, it's time for us to blow the whistle and kick off for the two minute tip. Awesome. All right, there we go. This kick off for this week's. Um, Official Carpool Rugby League two-minute tip preview. As mentioned earlier, uh, buys this week to the Dragons, Rabbitohs, and Raiders. The first game this week will take place in the 8 p.m. time slot on Friday evening. 
The Newcastle Knights will be hosting the West Tigers at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. Um, the other thing just to keep in mind with this, guys, uh, there are instances where some teams will have additional reserves. I think the um, I think the rule is if you've got three of your club players, um, then you can have one additional player. If you have four or more players in origin, uh, you can have two more players as reserves. So just keep in mind that those teams playing uh, with origin stars may have more reserves. Um, look, not a lot of origin talk here in this one. However, I know, I know, I know there isn't. Can I just ask a question of you two? And yeah. you may have spoken about this, and I know it's about the different flavour. Were you surprised Caelan Ponga didn't get called up considering um, the outs for Queensland? No, because he ruled himself out. Yeah, yeah that's true. We yeah. did talk were about you surprised, that Were you surprised week. that he didn't get the, uh, you know, I know he ruled himself out, but... Do you feel that was more of a I'll jump before I'm pushed kind of situation? Do you think he yeah, ruled himself out because they were going to go with Brimson anyway, being the 18th man earlier in the series? They were sort of the questions we threw up last week. Um, there could have been yeah, a part of that where I feel all being available, I think they might have gone with Brimson anyway, given his role earlier in the that, season. That was more the question I was really asking. Yeah. Do you think that they would have gone with Brimson anyway? I do, and I actually think that part of the ruling out thing might have been a, you know, I'll make the decision so that, um, yeah, to save face mm. a bit. I don't know if Griffo agrees. No, he didn't want to play. Um, he said, well, you know, it's always reported as saying that, yeah, and in conjunction yeah. with Billy Slater, they agree that it's better if he doesn't play Origin this year and just concentrates. Um, because he had had so many head knocks, we saw what he did in the last time the Knights went around. He was uh, he was back to his uh, brilliant mm. best. Um, but uh, yeah, fullback has not been a problem for Queensland. No, no, <laughs> no. But I, I, I'll be honest with you. I did have a feeling about it when it was talked about. I had a feeling that it was um, because it seems an odd thing. Because what we've got to do is. I know, I know, I know. The series is one, and so on and so forth, and and, and that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it had a bit of a smell about it to me that we, we've had a chat. And, yeah, I um, agree. Great. Going with AJ, let's. Uh, how we want? How do we want to present this to the media? Do we want the the team just to come out, or do you want to? Yeah, and that's you want more to, probably. Yeah. That's probably more what I was asking. Um, yeah. because if fair, we're playing, if we're playing schoolboy football. And you remember the day. I, I know this well because I was never captain. I was usually picked last because um, I was fat, slow, and not great. Um, if you had AJ Brimson and Caelan Ponger in front of you, who would you pick? Yeah, the captain's pick. You you, you pick Ponger. But the the thing is, and, too, that, and that's the only Brimson's, reason I ask you. And that's yeah, yeah, you know, in, in all credit to. Um, to Brimson, um, it was he would have been the 18th man. That he was you know, the 18th man yeah. in the last game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, true. anyway, um, Knights Tigers. Um, there is a little bit of um, origin uh, flavor to this one with Bradman Best being out for the Knights, um, but a very experienced Origin player coming back into the side. 
uh, Dan Gagai, he's coming back from the foot injury. That uh, I think Brad Mabest is named it. He's named yeah, yeah. at number four. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, named. Yeah. But oh, yeah, as back. I was saying, Sorry. yeah, yeah. So, so I thought you said he was out. My my apologies. No, no, no. So Gagai is coming back. Best is the player who's named in Origin. He's the only one affected that we've got to keep an eye on there. Yeah. Uh, Saifidi, I should say. Sorry, is the other one. I keep forgetting that he's there as well. So look. Gagai is coming back. Uh, Best and Saifidi, given that it's 48 hours afterwards, you definitely keep an eye on them. So, um, yeah, just just keep an eye on that one. But another big in for this game, um, for the Tigers, Api Korosau. He's coming back this week from that broken jaw uh, that he suffered back in round 15 and saw him miss uh, State of Origin. So Simpkins going to the bench, Twalls back from his suspension. So James and De Silva will drop out. Um, also looking at the reserves list this week, a uh, few familiar faces there. Uh, Dane Laurie, Brent Naden. Um, but um, look, both teams be desperate for a win. Um, both have had their, their struggles this year. Um, and suppose you know the, the 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 team with the form coming into this you'd imagine um would be the um the newcastle knights they had the buy last week and uh prior to that let's not forget guys they uh put 66 points on the bulldogs they'll be looking for another uh big day out i'd imagine griffo against the tigers they'll fancy themselves to to score a few points again well that could be the biggest danger to them <laughs> uh, they should win but nothing's ever certain with either of these two teams. Um, Newcastle got back to the winners list, as you say, against the Bulldogs and, and followed that up with the bye. Um, I don't think there are any chance of making the eight, but they will. Um, and they have to win this game. Tigers, again, on paper, they don't look too bad, particularly the forward pack looks really strong with Appy back there. So it's a short layoff for a broken jaw, I would have thought, but um, I just think it's in the backs or in the halves, really, where not that the Newcastle halves are outstanding, but um, I just don't think enough comes out of the six and seven for the Tigers. Will Smith did some good things last week uh, in returning to to the NRL, Uh, but it's just, it's Newcastle for me. they're obviously, you know, there's plenty of guns in this side that uh, that can score. Ponga, Young, Radman, Best. You said Gagai's back. He was awful the last time he played. I don't think he played in that 66-0 win. The last game he played was against Penrith, and he was terrible. Um, but it's a strong forward pack the Knights have got as well. Uh, I think they win, Shane. Oh, Graham. <laughs> you there, Shado? I think we might have... I can't hear him. Maybe yeah, there's lost technical it. issues. Um, we got just got in there. Oh, no. Ooh, hang on. Hang on. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going hang with on. the Knights. I'll... Yeah, I think... I don't know if it's breaking up or whether you've... Um, you got me? I don't know. Yeah, we've got you yes, now. Yes, currently, you yes. Bye, bye, satellite. Yeah, it's a yep. bit crackly, but we'll go with it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think my internet's buggering up. Didn't you pay your bill? My apologies. 
What's going on? Um, nah. I'm tapping into the server. Nah. Uh, so, Knights. I've got the Knights. Oh, I started and I lost my train of thought. Uh, I've got the Knights. Um, the same reasons Griffo said. Plus a bit more. Um, during the week, it looks like they're looking to release Adam Dwayhe, um under 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 a medical clause in the contract. That's not a medical retirement. It's actually just looking like they they're able to let him go. Um, that I think that goes to show where the Tigers are at. In my opinion, the Tigers won't win another game this year. Wow. They're, I, um, they're they're just there are shambles on every level. Their board are in trouble. Um, you know, Alan Jones has a swipe. They bite. Sure. The, the the team's playing absolute. <laughs> I won't say what I was about to say, but it's got something they to do with good. um, canine fecal matter. Um, yeah. it's yeah, it's not great. It's not and it's not fair on the fans. Like the fans deserve better, and I don't say that because. Um, you know, we've got a vested interest in, we know people that are part of it, but they're just, you know, as we've, look, South Sydney and Penrith have gone through periods where they've been awful. And, and you just like, you can't churn the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And that's what's happening with the Tigers and they're doing it. They've done it for far too long now. Where probably our team, our team in the nineties did it every year for a decade, so I can't talk. But, but yeah, it just seems like they're doing it now habitually. I, I I can't pick the Tigers with any credibility going forward. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that um, the Knights are going to win this. Just an aside there, and a little tidbit where you're talking about, um, you know, the 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 Tigers and how they've been going this year. I thought it was quite interesting. Um, the 16th and 17th on the ladder at the moment are the two joint venture clubs, the only two uh, clubs in the, the league that are joint ventures in the Dragons and the Tigers are currently um, at the bottom of the ladder. So 2023 is not a good year if you're a club that's merged. Uh, and I don't think this is going to be a good week for the Tigers again. I think they'll be... Better, I think the addition of Apicorosau is going to be a positive one. There were glimpses last week where, you know, even at halftime, you think, oh, okay, you know, they're, they're sort of there or thereabouts with the Sharks, but you, you always knew they were just going to fall off. And um, I, I just don't think they've got 80 minutes of football in them. And the Knights have shown that if they, if you give them a sniff, that they can score some points. So, um, I'm going to go with the Knights, and the Knights are at home. So there's a number of reasons there that we can uh, we can tip the Knights, and I'm not surprised at all. Can I add one more tidbit that you know Please for do. the Tigers? Um, the Tigers are looking to to sign a number of players. The NRL would not allow a player to sign with a club with a team performance clause. In other words, you can get out if a team doesn't perform well. Um, in the background, they're actually staying to consider it for the Tigers. That's massive because they would, they would, that's something they've been dead against since day dot. They're actually now staying to consider it 
to get players to the Tigers to say by round 15 for argument's sake if the team has not performed you could you can you could look at getting a get out clause that's that's huge dangerous because that's very that's a slippery slope for the NRL if they go down because they they're looking at any way to get someone to the Tigers because they they're like Chernobyl at the moment why would you want to go visit mm. and yeah, I mean, <laughs> there are anyway, I'm not going to get into it. Happened. We could go, we could go down yeah. rabbit hole. But it's the same. It's the same mentality that. But the reason it, they've been playing. I mean, I, I, I reckon Tim, it changes the face of contracts if this does happen. Yeah. yeah. But they did bring in this year Apisai Corisal, three-time yeah. Grand Final winner, Isaiah Papaliti, Kiwi international, and. One of the best second rowers John for Bateman. the last couple of years played in the grand final. And John mm. Bateman, English international, uh, one of the best uh, back rowers again in, in World Rugby League. So it's not as though they can't sign players. They might have had no. to pay overs for them. But uh, again, the, their sign on paper is not as bad as, as their number of wins suggest. No, they just can't bring 100%. the best out of the players, and I think that's where that's that's, that's more that's to what, the point, Grant. And I think that's, that's where you guys are getting at. It's an organisational yeah. thing. Um, anyway, the, they'll probably lose again this week. Uh, moving on then to our games on Saturday, we have the Bulldogs coming off that win on Saturday night, coming up against the uh, the high flying Broncos. They've uh, they're, they're really looking to push for a minor premiership this year. Uh, this one here is at uh, Belmore. So uh, spiritual home ground for the Bulldogs. I'm sure there'll be a lot of um, very uh, vocal uh, Bulldogs fans out there for this one. Uh, Origin talk here. Josh Adokar obviously missed last week. He's named to back up from Origin. Um, but it's very interesting here when we have a look at it. They've actually gone on one wing at Ocar. The other wing um, is is Blake Wilson. Uh, he's kept his spot, as you'd imagine, last week scoring three tries. So uh, it was a big night for uh, young Blake Wilson last week. So we're seeing Karaz go to centre. Um, Ethan Kwai Ward's out of the 17. Um, he made his debut uh, in round 19 last week. Um, we also saw that neck injury, that concerning neck injury to Ryan Sutton. He's out this week. Um, from what we've hear hearing this week, uh, a lot of the news is good around him, but obviously um, out, and we wish him all the best. Um, Fatala Mariner in a prop, Waddell at lock. Uh, the Broncos, we know they do have uh, some origin players. Um, Pat Carrigan, one of those. He's in the reserves. Uh, I thought that was an interesting selection there. So, yeah, Pat Carrigan, number 19. You'd imagine he'd be playing big minutes on Wednesday, so keep an eye on that one. Um, Payne Huss, he's out injured. We know he'll be missing origin, and obviously this game for the Broncos. So Jensen's in the starting side. Arthur's on the bench. Uh, Capewell back after missing a couple of games with a quad injury, so they'll be happy to welcome him back. Um, all things considered... Equal the Broncos and Bulldogs. Let's assume that they've got all their um, origin players on deck. 
The Broncos high-flying. The Bulldogs this year have really struggled, Griffo. This might be a bit of a... Um, a bit of a reality check after the excitement of last week for the Bulldogs. Well, Graham, I would have thought so. And it may turn out that way. But this is an understrength Broncos. Um, they're missing no Walsh. Walsh at the back. Mm. Uh, after that, the back line is their best they can field from two to seven. They're missing Haas up front. They're missing Flegler, Ricky, um, Carrigan's named at 19. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I looked at Broncos and Bulldogs and I thought, yeah, it's probably be my joker, but I don't know. I've got to look at the other games. I'm still going to tip the Broncos because of the back line that they've got there. And I think that the Bulldogs will struggle to stop those guys. But they're getting the Broncos at a pretty good time. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether Pat Carrigan takes his place uh, because the forward pack is, is not an outstanding one. They're good players, but... Certainly, it's not the sort of forward pack that's going to win in the comp. Uh, and I include the bench there as well. Um, but I think they've probably got enough to, to beat. And I did tip the Bulldogs last week over the reserve grade South team. Um, but I'm not going to tip them this week. It's not quite a reserve grade Broncos. But uh, I think the Broncos have got enough to, to get away with the win, particularly... Uh, uh, if Pat Carrigan takes his place in the team, Shane. Yeah, well, you know, I think um, I think the Bulldogs should go buy a lottery ticket because they seem to be one of the luckiest teams at the moment. They played they played an understrength south side, and depending on who takes the field, it might be the same with the Broncos. I'm with you. I didn't think this was as straightforward as as it first appeared. Um, I'm picking the Broncos for the same reasons you said, Griff. I think that um, I, I really think they'd have to play out of their skin this week again. I thought last week was probably the best they've played in a long time. The, 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 probably the best game they've played all year, the, the Bulldogs. And, and they and really they, they come up against South Sydney's reserve grade side. Um, especially when you consider the amount of people missing in the middle. I, I, I just don't think they're going to have the same luck this week. Um, a few things went their way last week, which aided to them getting tries when they needed them. I don't know that would happen this week. I, I've got the Broncos in, in not in not in not a landslide victory. Could be a nail biter, but the, the Broncos nonetheless. Yeah, I, I'm going the Broncos in this one. I um, yeah, I, I know they got a few players out, but um, they're still a, they're, they're a top quality team. I I think they've still got enough of their key players there. The concern mainly, as you know, we we alluded to a little bit there, is um, they're lacking a little bit in the go forward department. But um, I I just think they've got enough. Striking the team with Katoni Staggs and um, you know, Ezra Man's been good this this year. 
Herbie Farmworth had some really good games. So if they can get on the front foot, um, I think the halves have It'll enough be... uh, in them to, to combine with the outside backs. I'm I'm tipping the Broncos, not not by a thousand, but you know I, I can see them winning by two or three tries. It'd be interesting to see what Matt Burton does to Tristan Saylor. Oh, he'd be bombs away. Bombing, yeah. That yeah. that's that's. You'd imagine so. Interestingly enough, didn't really do a lot with that last week. So, so yeah. Yeah. So um, all three of us there, fellas, going. Uh, I'd like to down. see the Bulldogs win, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Broncos will just have. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. Yep. Well, we're all in a so far, fellas, and uh, this one might be a little bit tougher to pick for the punters in your tipping comps. Are the Seagulls at home this week for Pines Park against the Cowboys? Uh, we mentioned it earlier that this is a massive game when it comes to um, finals ramifications. Cowboys currently sitting in ninth. Seagulls 10th uh, on 22 and 21 points, respectively. Uh, team news in this one. Cherry Evans and Trebojevic are the players to keep an eye on after Origin. Uh, Jake Arthur in the extended squad. He'd be there if Cherry Evans um, wouldn't be able to play. Um, really... Madison making his debut. 25-year-old Dean Madison, there you go. Making his debut in place of uh, Ben Trebojevic. He's got a hamstring strain. So um, there you go. Two out of three Trebojeviches not available this week. And one will be monitored, obviously, out of origin. Um, For the Cowboys, they had the bye last week. And their team is as it was against the Tigers the week before. And don't forget, I know it seems like a while ago now, uh, this is a team that puts 74 points on the Tigers. Uh, so you'd, you'd have to expect Holmes, um, Talangi, Nanai uh, to back up. So look, you know, Obviously, this one tipped with caution, given um, how these players come through. Uh, you might have a bit of a better insight after tomorrow night, but this is going to be an absolute um, absolute belter, and it's all to play for here, Griffo. Yeah, it is. I think uh, I think the uh, the Cowboys might just put Manly to sleep for for twenty twenty three. I do give Manly a chance, particularly at uh, Brookvale. But the Cowboys have been in hot form against quality opposition in recent weeks. Um, I'm not sure that they'll play all of their origin players. But even if they don't, they've got some pretty good backup in the reserves there. The likes of Felt, Tanua Brown, McIntyre, and so on. Um, Tom Malolo is, is on the interchange bench. So... Um, this is a team for me that's on the rise and uh, if Manly can beat them then then they very much stay in the frame uh, for, for finals football but Manly a little bit inconsistent they did enough against the Roosters at a mountain of possession and, and struggled to get over the line but they got there um, 
I think the Cowboys are a, a tougher proposition right now than than the Roosters. Uh, but I'm going to stick with the Cowboys, uh, Shane. Cowboys for me. Cowboys all the way. I, I, um, yeah, I, I got not much more to add there. The Cowboys <coughs> just seem to be um, doing very well. Um, for me, Manly just looked like a rudderless ship at times where you think they'd go into a game and their first sort of 15 minutes indicates they're, they're ready for it. And then all of a sudden it's, it find, it, the ship runs aground. Like, you know, it's just, they, they drop the ball. They give away silly penalties that they, they compound every problem. I, Sorry, I that was your first one. No, 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 that's fine. I, I just, it doesn't matter. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't give Manly. I, I just can't see where Manly's. Manly have no trouble scoring points. They've got a big problem stopping them, and I just think against the side who know how to score points uh, in, in the Cowboys, um, that can be a problem for them. I. I think that the I think that the Cowboys look more like a side that that are that are working towards this end of the season than Manly. Um, yeah, I you know we talk a lot about Manly and their and their and their injuries and whatnot. And I think I think the basic thing is is their overall inconsistency and their indiscipline, which has caused this problem for Manly. And I just I just yeah, I, I just don't see them winning this week. Yeah, I'm tipping um, the Cowboys in this one. I <laughs> The way you were talking, I thought you were going the other way. No, like, no, yeah. no, but I'm tipping with caution. <laughs> I'm, I'm tipping oh, with yeah. caution. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I, I worry about the origin players, obviously, but for both sides, I, I think I get the feeling that the Seagulls will definitely have Trebojevic and Cherry Evans on deck. Um, they have to. They have Yeah, they've got they so much They can't rest those guys. No. no, and it'd only be if injury takes them out and so on and so forth. But look, we've got a tip consider, you know, with the teams that are in front of us. And with those teams, I think the Cowboys just have a lot more strike. They've, they've shown in the last couple of weeks that they've really started to to peak at the right end of the year and they've got a lot of points in them and I, I think that they're turning into a real excitement machine and I think that um, really Scott Drinkwater I, I just we, we can't talk about how much of a game changer he is this is a type of game where it could all be on the line and Scott Drinkwater pulls something out of nothing and, and wins it for them but when you've got you know even you know we haven't talked as much on the podcast about how good Valentine Holmes has been um, recently. I know Origin it's come up, but he's been really good all across the park, and their forwards do the job. And I just I think that their bench has uh, a lot of depth to it as well. So I'm um, yeah I'm really keen on the Cowboys. I think that they're really building for the right end of the year, and I think that they'll they'll win this one, but it'll be a tough one. <laughs> All right, our next game will be Saturday evening. Um, what would once have been an absolute blockbuster may still well be. Uh, the Roosters at the Sydney Cricket Ground hosting the Melbourne Storm. Uh, a couple of big 
teams here. Uh, the Roosters, obviously, they're not where they want to be. Um, but they've got uh, a lot of players coming back into the side. When I look at the um, the ins list there, um, Billy Smith, Brandon Smith, Dylan Napa, Egan Butcher, uh, Joe Sawali. So there's some big players coming in. Um, I think Brandon Smith's coming back from a thumb injury. Uh, he played reserve grade last week. Uh, Turpin and Butcher suffered head knocks there. They're expected to be fine. Um, Sawali in. So, yeah, they've also got Teddy and Collins um, in the origin, so they'll be keeping uh, an eye on that. Uh, the Storm, uh, they had the bye last week. They've also got some uh, origin stars to keep an eye on, but it would be expected to play in the form of Grant, Coates, Munster. Um, Marion Seve, I noticed he's in the reserves list this week. I know he's coming back from a jaw injury soon, so um, yeah, he wouldn't be too far away. Uh, very intriguing game. This is always a big game between these two clubs, Griffo, but uh, the Roosters this year, not where we'd expect them to be. Um, very tough game for them, considering as well, they need to be chasing points if they're going to be any chance of making the eight. Yeah, they have to win. It's uh, it's got to that stage for the Roosters. Um, they are starting to look more like uh, they're getting back to their their best side. It's not their absolute best, but it's getting pretty close. Uh, it's good to see Suali'i back. I think in his best position uh, as a rugby league player, which is on the wing. Um, he, he didn't really go all that well in the centres. Um, they, they do look to have a strong backline now. Um, Tedesco, Tupu, Billy Smith, Manu, Suali'i, Kiri, and uh, Sandin Smith. Um, yeah, obviously they, they still haven't worked out probably what their best number seven is. Um Sandon Smith's been going okay. Uh, I think they're going to test Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne coming off, uh, like they had a bye, but before that they lost that game against the Panthers after they had such a great start. Uh, so they're really going to be out for a win here. Um, chance for the Roosters. To, to get their season on track or, you know, nearing that. Um, Melbourne, I, I assume, go in as favourites and, and I will tip Melbourne. But I, I think really this is, is the challenge uh, for the Roosters and getting back to close to their best side. Uh, they're going to say to themselves, well, look, if we can get over the storm, we can still make the eight. We're, we're good enough uh, to do that. Um we just haven't seen their performances matching their talent. Uh, and to some extent, that's been because they haven't had the best side on the park. But we uh, just have to win. It's it's a must win, but I, I, I'm going to tip the storm here. Shane. Storm. Yeah, storm. I, I, think, that, I think regardless of who's playing for the Roosters at the moment, um, regardless of who is coming in for the Roosters, 
Um, my way of thinking is these people were more or less, some of these people have been more or less there before and they still haven't played well. Um, sadly, this year, rugby league and the Roosters have gone together like toothpaste and orange juice, depending on, on your persuasion. But I, I think that um, this is going to be a great match. I'm looking. For, I'm actually looking forward to this match. This is... I think over the weekend, when I look at the matches, this is probably one uh, one of those ones I'm very keen to watch, uh, just to see how both teams play. Um, it's probably going to be, apart from our next game, one of the closer ones because I think if the Roosters prove that they want something to play for, they might they might actually come out of the blocks here. I just got the Storm, the Storm. Storm of this world machine at the moment, whereas the Roosters look like an engine that's been pulled apart, put together. We're trying to run it in and we're seeing what happens. Yeah, I I thought I'd never say this. I can't set my watch by the Roosters. So I'm picking the Storm. Yeah. yeah, I'm picking the Storm too. It's, it's as simple as the Storm have been realistically the storm have been exceeding our expectations this year because there were a lot of question marks around the storm and where we thought they'd be at the start of the year and the roosters have been the disappointment of the year and not only you know are we seeing a rooster side that are losing more games than they've won a minus 92 for and against yeah we talked about this a couple of weeks ago didn't we gray their four and against isn't going to go well for them, and they just haven't improved it. Yeah, it's just they're just not playing as a form, as a team, and I just think the balance of the team. I've talked about this as well. A lot of those uh, workhorse players that they they relied on for for a long time, and your friends, your Orbisons, and your Cordners, and so on and so forth. You had a team where they were a well-oiled machine. You'd take a cog out, you'd have another cog that could come in. They had these structures in place and they almost went to, to to look for players that had this flashy individual brilliance and could create and it just doesn't fit with the roosters. It's 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 just not a it just hasn't been a great mix. And I think the the storm they're a, um the storm are they're they're a, they're a smoky for this competition. I think they're a, I know we always take them seriously, but um yeah, they're they're more of a contender than what I think a lot of people are giving them credit for. I think they're they're, they're right up there with the likes of, um, you know, Penrith and Brisbane in, in this competition. I think you two brought up a, a fantastic point that we're coming to the, after the third origin, this is the run to the finals. Who would have thought the run to the finals, we're looking at a side in the Roosters currently coming 13th with a minus yeah. 92, um, you know, that's the worst for and that's the worst for and against of those around them. The Knights have a plus twenty six behind them, you know. Like, and I know that the odd point doesn't put the Knights, you know, in the picture. But gee whiz, forget the yeah. It, it like, basically like, means that not only home, like this, if this is the run to the finals, they're cooked. Well, the Roosters, like, they need because... massive. We we mentioned this before with Canberra. It, it, you effectively got to win an extra game because your for and against isn't much good. And, you know, we're still games against South Sydney, Para, 
Um, the Broncos, in addition to this one against the Storm, it's it's not looking good for, for Roosters fans. Um, no. Not only this week, but the week's coming. But yeah, um, Storm again. All three of us in this one. Uh, our next game will take place on Sunday. Uh, this game here for the Warriors. Now, I'm just having a look here at the, the stadium. Bear with me, fellas. Uh, from what I can see, it's at Go Media Stadium Auckland. Is that an... Um, yes. That's a, oh, so that, I think it's that, a new name. That's yeah, a new, new name. Is it, that's for, that same stadium, yeah. but new name. Yeah, sorry. I'm yeah. not... I'm not up to date with the latest uh, sponsorships. I just want to double check because I do know yeah. that the um, the women's had... World Cup. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. There's there's um. Well, that could uh, be a factor. Yeah, because the women's World Cup. I I I. Because yeah, I, I just thought it might be something either. different because of the women's World Cup, but I don't think it is. I think it is actually Go Media is now Mount Smart, so it is Mount Smart. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Name just change. Just wanted to double check. Um, because a lot because... of games, like, was it the Roosters? Roosters are playing out of SCG. Yeah, SCG, yeah. That's right. And we've got, um, the, we've got the Gabba being used now, so. Where's Paris game? Is, is Combank out of business now? It's, it's, it's. Uh, it's for this it's, week. Yeah, no, sorry, Go Media. Um they signed a naming rights deal with uh in May. So there you go. Right. Um Yeah, no, I just wanted to double check because I do know that they had oh, there were some call. uh Well with the yeah. changes you wouldn't know. That's good call. That's right, and I know they played at uh Napier this yeah, anyway. Anyway. Long story short, the Warriors are playing this week. Um, they will be playing at home in Auckland against the Sharks. Uh, big game this one. It's a it's a top eight clash. Uh, the the Warriors have been um, they've been good this year. They've had uh, some some great performances. Um, last week there was talk about this, and we mentioned on the um, the podcast that Sean Johnson was no certainty to play because. Um, his second child is expected to be born. Um, I don't think the child has come yet, so they're, they're giving us the same news again this week. Is he going? Um, so, well, <laughs> is, is he Kalani going? Or 18th we'll, month now? We'll, we'll see how we are. Uh, he is actually, yes. Kalani's no longer going. He might be uh, coming this week, so we'll see how, <laughs> how good we go. Uh, Dylan Walker named. Uh, he had an arm injury a um, couple of weeks ago. Um, Curran's back after suspension. Barnett to the front row. A foe out. Uh, the Sharks beat the Tigers last week, so they're going with the um, with the same squad. Hemlin Uele is in the reserves this week, so keep an eye on that. Um, Fanukin's got a week left of his suspension. Um, great test for the Warriors this week. The Sharks are a team well entrenched in the top four at the moment. They'll be looking to hold on to their top four spot. And interestingly enough, um, if the Warriors do get up in this one, Griffo, both teams will be on 26 points. So um, a lot to play for for both teams. Sharks looking to stay in the four. Warriors obviously fighting for the eight. And as we alluded to earlier, 
many are expecting them to be the team to drop out for the Cowboys. So uh, plenty on the line here. Big game. Probably the biggest game of the round, uh, I think. Um, two teams that uh, are in the eight, and um, the Warriors probably the surprise packet of 2023 so far. They do look like a pretty solid unit from one through to 17. Um, Barnett playing in the front row this week due to uh, our forward being injured, I believe. Um, they got Beerman there at 16, Tom Arley. Uh, as we mentioned, Kalani going is getting closer to a, to a uh, 17 and making his debut. Um, Sharks... I've been critical of this team in their inability to beat top eight sides. Um, I'm sure their coach, <coughs> Craig Fitzgibbon, would be uh, underlining that this week That to say, you know, the, the critics are all out there uh, saying that, you know, you can't beat the top eight side. Well, this week they're up against one in the Warriors uh, at home uh, for the Warriors. So, it is a, is a tough uh, tough game for the Sharks, but I am going to stick with the home team. Um, they've been pretty solid this year, and uh, their attack is looking pretty sharp, uh, particularly since Metcalf has become a bit of a mainstay at number six. A lot of try-scoring potential. The forwards have been solid. They've got a good bench. Um the Sharks, they've got a good side. They've plenty of attacking ability. Uh, but I just think uh, playing at home uh, in the newly renamed Go Media Stadium, I'm going to stick with the Warriors, Shane. Not the Warriors, Griff. I think they're building momentum. I think they're absolutely building momentum. I. I think the Warriors have had hiccups, and I think a team in their position will always have them. Like, like they're going to get these hiccups along the way. I think, I think against South Sydney, that was a, that was one. The last week, they won a game which questionable would they have won it with certain players playing for the for Para. I just think they're building momentum towards this final series that the Sharks aren't. Um, just not taking away from the Sharks. I think the Sharks are playing some good football. I just think that there's something about the, the Warriors at the moment. Um, good ins for the Sharks. I think um, I think Hammy Newelli coming in is, is a good in for them. I I like what the Warriors are doing and what the Warriors also are doing at home. They they won't have a repeat of what happened a couple of weeks ago. In a nail biter, I've got the Warriors. This is a tough one. Um, gee, you wouldn't have a crap. You wouldn't have a go at anyone for tipping either of these teams, would you? That I just we just sleep on the sharks, don't we? I mean, they're coming third. They win games, but you're just never confident. They're never there. I'm gonna I'm gonna tip the sharks, and okay, I know there's a point of difference. Yeah, I'm gonna tip the sharks this week. I I wasn't super impressed with them last week. I know they ended, ended up getting the job done, but they just let the Tigers come with them for too long in that game. And 
I worry that if they do that with the Warriors that it could all blow up in their face, but I just think, yeah, <sighs> give a reason. I don't know. I don't know if I've got a good reason. It's going to be tight. And I think I'm just going to go to the Sharks. I just think, I think probably Graham is the same reason uh, why we're picking the top, why we're picking the Warriors, you know? Yeah. Same argument can be given for the Sharks at the moment. Sharks are Sharks are doing some good things. Sharks playing some good footy. It's it's you just want one of. It's going to be the question of which one of these sides is going to look like, not a top eight side, that top six four side. Which which mm. and you know, maybe we got burnt last year by the Sharks, so we're looking at something different. But the Sharks, I I, I think what you're trying to say is is that. The, these are evenly matched sides. I think I, I don't think we've seen a more evenly matched game for a long time. The Sharks have scored a lot of points recently, and I actually yeah. feel as though the the key is going to be their defense. I think if they can defend, because I don't know if the points are going to be there. There's I actually I'm, I actually think there might be a lot of points scored in this one. It could be one of those games where mm-hmm. one of the teams wins, you know, thirty six, thirty two. And I'm going to go with that being the Sharks this week. Okay, moving on to our next game, um, which will be the 4pm Sunday game. Uh, This is sort of the Channel 9 flagship game. Uh, It's going to be at Redcliffe, KO Stadium. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I wonder if he gets, uh, gets free streaming service. Anyway. 405 kickoff, KO Stadium, Dolphins hosting the Panthers. Um, Felice Kafusi is back from his concussion. Bromwich will go into prop, Nichols to bench, Kerr to 18th man. Uh, the Hammer, obviously named in the centres, backing up from Origin. Um, Cody Nikarima again in at fullback. Brinko Lee's in the reserves. We know he's had an ankle injury, so he might not be too far away. Um, we actually know though that Marshall King still out with that shoulder injury. So Harrison Graham keeps number nine. Um, looking at the squad here for the Panthers, uh, you've got to love it. Right down there in number 24, Mr. Nathan Cleary. So um, I don't know. You may, I, I wouldn't expect him to play this week, but even if he doesn't play this week, the good news is that usually if you're in the reserves list, you're not too far away. Um, he's obviously coming back from that hamstring injury. They've got a, a, a large amount of origin players that are, are named to back up. You've got Yo, Martin, Crichton, Toto. You'd expect them all to um, to back up. Um, Sorensen named. Um, I know he picked up a neck injury uh, a few weeks ago. Um, Hosking and Peachy replaced on the bench by Sonny Luke and Jamin Salmon. Your Panthers, Griffo, they'll be heading up to uh, Redcliffe. They'll be hoping to um, to train the Dolphins and uh, get a win up there in Queensland. A lot of players backing up here, so there are a few question marks. But um, the the Panthers, though, they've really been the team. Well, 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 all the other clubs are whinging about origin and injuries and so on and so forth. They've just got on with the job. Uh, yeah, they, they've they've been a bit luckier with the buys in the lead up to some of these origin games than than perhaps what the Rabbitohs have been. But um, I don't think Ivan Cleary will play the origin players, given his comments 
previously where he sort of talked about it as, as sort of being an outdated type of scenario where guys back up after the origin. Um, obviously, Penrith's in a position on the ladder where they're, they're not desperate to win this game, um, although they will be out to give everything to win. Whoever plays whatever 17 takes to the field, um, I still think they'll get the job done. Um, we saw them beat the Knights a few weeks ago without their origin players and Nathan Cleary. Uh, I'm thinking Cleary will play and the origin players won't play. Um, that's just that's what I expect to happen. Um, I might be wrong there. Uh, of course, Jerome Luai is not in origin, so he, he'll be there. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't expect uh, uh, Liam Martin to play, given that uh, he's likely to play eighty minutes in the Origin. Um, uh, I, I in fact I think any of the Origin players will get rested again. Isaiah Yell's played a lot of football this year. Um, they've got players who can and get the job done. Uh, and have proven so in uh, you know this year, Hosking, for example, at, at number eighteen, he could step in there for Liam Martin, and I expect that's what will happen. Um, I am going to tip Penrith, irrespective of whether the Origin guys are there or not. Obviously, if they're not there, it does uh, make it somewhat easier for the Gold Coast. Um, for mine, the Gold Coast, they're a gritty team, um, but the grittiest of teams is, is the team they're coming up against this week, and I think Penrith will get the job done, Shane. Yeah, Penrith going to win for me. Um, I will say this, though. We've been talking about games, and, and I don't have much more to add to Griffo's summation there. Um, what Griffo said was 100% correct, in my opinion, and brilliant, as always. What I will say is this, when you're given the buys in and around this 9, 10, 11, 12 place teams, it could be at the end of this week that actually and the Cowboys in at ninth uh, as well, that this night, that the basic of your one to nine, you're actually going to be a game ahead of everyone behind you. This is why this game is really important for the Dolphins. If the Dolphins win this and go to 22, they're, they're still within an earshot of that top eight if they want to be. Um, you know, the, the teams, Seagulls, Titans, Dolphins, um, you know, Dolphins for and against is not great. But it's it, it goes to show now we're starting to see at this time of the competition that if you don't win... With the buys and with everything around you, you are going to get left behind. If the Dolphins don't win this week and our tips go the way we think they're going to go, I think we're going to see now a game clear. Um, the, the top nine be a game clear of those behind them. And that's that's pretty much starting to, starting to cement what's going to be, I think, our top eight. And if the Dolphins want to be a part of that, um, they're going to have to show up against the Panthers. I don't think they will. I think the Panthers are going to win. Um, but um, that given as well into our next game, 
what the Titans have to do. But I've got the Panthers, Graham, in this one, um, too strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, Panthers to win this one. I know a lot of people might be uh, tempted off the back of some of the comments there. I know the some ears might have pricked up when Griffo said, oh, we expect... Um, we expect, uh, you know, the, the Penrith players to rest. Even if Penrith went into this game with no Origin players backing up, and even with no Cleary, I'd, I'd still tip them. I um, I know the Dolphins got the win last week, but, um, yeah, it'd take a big performance. And Penrith, the organisation, the machine, it's just going to keep rolling. They're, um, they're, uh, they're, they're looking great. I know... I think a lot of the talk over the next month or so is going to be about uh, them going, um, you know, what's that, three in a row. Uh, it's, 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 it's very possible, and I, I just think they're the polar opposite of the Tigers because it's not just good players in a good team with a good coach. It's organisation, it's the the structures for the Jews. Everything that's happening at Penrith is being done the right way, and uh, I think they'll do everything right on the field this week against the Dolphins. Uh, Penrith for me. Uh, last game of the round. There's a Sunday night game this week. Uh, 6.15 uh, at Combank Stadium. The Eels will be hosting the Titans. Yet another game where we've got two teams um, either side of that green line that the NRL ladder has to indicate the top eight and the bottom eight. Um, Eels on 22 points. The Titans only two points behind them on 20. So another big game with top eight ramifications. Uh, And for the Parramatta Eels, uh, they've named all three of their origin reps. So Clint Gutherson, um, Mitch Moses... And mind blank, they've got another one. Um, Maybe they two is yeah, it? RCG. Ah, RCG. RCG, of course, yes. I'm thinking there's three. I know there's three, and yeah, RCG, sorry, all named. I had in my notes that there was three, and I forgot about Regan Campbell Gillard, obviously coming in um, to the New South Wales squad. So they're all named to, to back up. Um, the Titans, they've also got uh, a few players there as well. Um, who we got? Tino, Fodawaka, Fafita, and Brimson. So, um, four players for them are expected to back up. That means Campbell's back to the bench. Um, A lot of players coming back into that side that lost against the Dolphins last week, but um, we also need to put into context where Parramatta have been recently, Griffo. Um, we know that last week isn't much to go off. We talked about that. I wouldn't expect fans to be looking at that too much in their form guide, um, but prior to that game against the Warriors, uh, they had a bye and... Uh, they've had some pretty convincing wins uh, in weeks prior to that and scoring a lot of points, um, you know, beating the likes of South Sydney, the Cowboys, the Bulldogs, Manly, and the Dolphins. Um, Parramatta on a bit of a run uh, if we take away that Warriors game as an outlier. 
Yeah, I, I just think it's too important to Para. They have to win this game. Um, and I think they will. Um, they're missing a couple of players, but um, they've been without uh, Brown for a few weeks and they were winning games without him. Uh, Arcee was doing a good job. Apart from that, the back line looks pretty strong. Uh, the forwards look quite strong there. Um, good bench. Gold Coast bench is a really strange one. Um, I had a look at it maybe 10 minutes ago, and it's the lightest weight bench, I think, uh, in NRL history. With Jaden Campbell, a fullback, or, you know, yeah, can cover spots in the back line. Chris Randall is a hooker who they've been using, I guess, as a bit of a middle forward, but he's a lightweight. Aaron Clark is a former hooker who's basically mm. a, a lock these days. And Jojo Fafita is a, is a winger. Um, I don't know whether they can play him in the, in the forwards, but uh, it's a really strange bench. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if one of their props go down, uh, they're, they're in a bit of trouble. Um, I'm surprised that uh, it's, I, I called him Tom a lick. My apologies uh, to Jacob, um, who I thought was really good for him last week. Uh, he's listed at 19. Um, I would have had him there. He's a big body, and I thought he played really well. Um, Aaron Clark can cover hooker. If if Ferrells needs a rest, I, I would have a lick there for for uh, at least for Fita. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to tip Para. I just think it's too important for them after dropping that game with their reserve grade side last week. Chain. Oh, Para, all the way. Um, can I be as bold to say I'm almost penciling these guys in as my joker? Yeah. Mm. Big call. Big call, I know. No. I just think it's that important to them. I, I just think that they need a game where it's not it's not it's not it's not the opposition's mistakes. It's not it's it's where they put the foot on the throat of the people they're playing against and they just play outstanding football. They've got it in them. They've been chipping away at it. And I just think that this might be the week. I I looked at this game when I was sort of thinking, okay, three or four weeks ago, I was, I was thinking about what 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 are we what's post Origin finals? What's everyone's run home? Given injuries, blah blah blah. And when they played the Warriors, I went, ooh, you know. And I just think that I, I think a lot of teams have that hiccup. They have it somewhere. They don't necessarily have it you know, weeks out from the finals or or, or two weeks out. They, they, they have it where they need to have it. And I think that's that was that for Para. I've, I've got Para in this one, and, and a part of me says they're going to win by a lot. Yeah, I've got Para too. Um, I don't know if I'm going for the Joker, but yeah, they've, they've got a lot of points in them. It's not a bad, uh, not a bad option. Yeah, they are a team who can win big. 
Yeah, that's they, it. I just yeah, if you if you look I, at I, the, the only other previous... team I looked at the weekend, like talking about Joker, the only other team I thought about in the weekend that's scoring points is the Sharks. But I think the Sharks have got a, a really close game on their hands. I yeah, I yeah, I got para. Well, we know we're we're calling the Warriors game an outlier because players are missing. Prior to the bye, Para put 48 on the Dolphins. They put 34 on the Sea Eagles, 34 on the Bulldogs, 24 on the Cowboys, 36 on the Rabbitohs. They've, they've got a lot of points in them. Uh, they'll win this game. I think Para's really building. I think they've got a, a good side here. And um, the Gold Coast, you just don't know what you're going to get. They could show up and be amazing. They could show up and be absolute dog shit um really <laughs> really happy to see <laughs> yeah yeah no but really happy to see this no, week I agree. If, I that, agree um, if that momentum off the back of last week even though they lost there were some really good signs there um and as we mentioned earlier i was really impressed with kieran foran's game last week hopefully with some big boys in front of him this week um they can set the platform and aj brimson can get involved just not you enough, the, though. The only, thing for Para, on the, the only thing I want for Para to be my joker, and I'm probably w- wishing this more than thinking it would be a reality, is they need that middle to tighten up. They, 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 they score points, but they leak them. If they can just get that middle tight, you know, and, and, and score those same points without leaking what they leak through the middle, that would be good. Yeah, right. So we've pretty much gone the same except for one game this week, fellas. I went the Sharks. You guys went the the Warriors. Speaking of uh, Joker and the Thief, now I was having a look at um, you know our other competition here. I'm 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 a bit of a sniff at winning, but I'm a very I'm about a hundred points behind Griffo, I think. So I need to go a point of difference. I can't keep selecting. The, the likely culprits. I, do you know what I'm going to go as my uh, margin this week? I'm going to go the Knights over the Tigers as my biggest uh, margin this okay. week. Okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough, Graham. Um, you know, they proved yeah. against the Bulldogs that, that they can uh, put on a score against just, an ordinary side. Um, and the Tigers I'm have not, proved that they can concede one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to match you. Um, I, I had another look at the game that I'm most certain of the team winning. And I don't know that it's going to be by a big margin, but I just need them to win. Uh, and that is I'm going to go with the Broncos mm. over the Bulldogs. Yeah. Good um, choice. Good choice. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a big win because of the forwards that they're missing. But even though they're missing Reese Walsh, it's a pretty handy uh, back line with the likes of... Uh, Oates, Stags, Farnworth, Cobble, Ezra, Mann, mm. uh, and uh, the general there steering him in Adam Reynolds. I think the Broncos forwards, at worst, will hold the Bulldogs forwards. It's not an impressive Bulldogs pack, really. Um, they're workers. They have a goal, but they're not going to go through you. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Broncos, even though their uh, forward pack is, is somewhat below strength to what it could be. Um, Para for me. 
Yeah, well, it's a, it's uh, last week. Almost everyone tipped the Sharks, so there weren't too many changes. Of course, there was uh, mm. our friend who uh, tipped a team that wasn't playing. Um, he's got you know, sales this week. <laughs> I don't know who he's got this week. I think I think I Penrith might be popular to. given the. Um... There, I think there's some support uh, for Penrith. Um, I I don't expect that they're going to win big because as I said I don't expect they're going to play their origin guys now uh, given only and that's only given what Ivan Cleary said um, and look he's done it in the past where he's rested them he, he does it won't be unprecedented um, they don't quite have the depth that they did last year um, you know they lost Appy and, and Billy Kikau, who were the big two losses, but they did lose some quality players uh, like Jermaine Hopgood, who is now in the Queensland squad. So some of those guys just below the first grade, uh, who were very good players, uh, moved on as well. So uh, I don't quite think they've got the depth, but uh, I do think they can beat the... I think they're a pretty good bet to get a positive if you if you're going for the Panthers this week with the Joker and the Thief. And uh yeah, I think there is a, a bit of support for them there. Uh at least one anyway. Um and there's the Knights have appeared one minute ago. I've put it in officially. I've just sent through the email. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, uh, I've look. got to see what uh I've got to see what uh, one of the ladies of the house want but yeah, I think again, like something that might you know be considered if, if Origin players are you know injured mm. or something, and we know they're mm. out beforehand. That you know, and, and people have up until um, just before kickoff, Friday. Which is Friday. So uh, we'll have a better idea of, of who's going to line up for the respective teams. Yeah, um, so I could be pulling the trigger slightly prematurely there, but um... well, the Knights aren't overly affected. Graham by origin. I know they've got uh, Best and Saifiti, but even if both mm. those guys are out, I don't think you know it's going to affect them too greatly. True, um, and um, I don't think the Tigers are affected at all. So um, we expect them to be. Uh, oh, I was going to say we expect them to be as shitty as ever. But Appy's back this week, so um, yeah, he'll make a difference. He'll make mm, a difference. he'll make a big difference. Yeah, should. Sure. Just there, he's there to guide them around. Like, you know, they're rudderless without without Appian. Mm. Not that Brooks is really an organizer, but but he's a key player in that team. And to be without your your one million dollar halfback is uh, yeah. is not inconsequential. Now it's a fair <laughs> chunk of the cap. Um, and look, really, the biggest guys, problem is there those. Uh, you know, we talk about him being rudderless. The actual vessel that the rudders hooked to is those dodgies are uh, those dodgy uh, ferries that don't fit under don't fit under uh, uh, yeah. bridges and whatnot. So yeah, what was the name of that goose <laughs> that was remember. the transport minister? <laughs> I forget his yes. name now, but he made a mark. He he he, he put um, was it 
was it uh, trains on the the Blue Mountains line that didn't fit the tracks? Yeah, didn't fit, <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't fit the, the There was some other complete botch. Then uh, another there one. The ferries. Get up there was something and, else yeah. as well. Might yeah. have been the uh, uh, the light rail in the city. Oh, the crack. They, the cracking light rail. They dug up and found. Oh, we've already got lines here. <laughs> That's right. That was out yeah. here, man. We, yeah, yeah. They. They, uh, they, they, they were digging. They were digging to put the light rail in, and then found the old uh, light rail. Was it started right. with C, I think. Uh, Constance. Andrew, oh, Andrew Constance. 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 Yes. Mistake. Yes. 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 Actually, <laughs> Constance. He was fine. Really bad in the well, wasn't he? But, uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was very good in the bushfires. Um, yes. Eden well, Monero, Minister for Eden yeah, Monero. Yeah, that way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately. Making a, a guy from the country a transport minister and and when he's got no idea what goes on in Sydney, I thought that was flawed as well. But uh, we're a rugby league show. Um, of course, rugby league and <laughs> politics do um, come together. Somewhat. And it's, it's affecting Penrith, obviously, with uh, Minister Ayres uh, losing his seat. Mm. And, um, that's changed. And so what's going on? Do they get the new stadium? What's, they what's are, the but apparently it's a scaled-down version. I don't know yeah. to what extent, but I did read somewhere oh, yeah. that they were expecting something like Parramatta Stadium, but it's not going to be that big, um, apparently. Uh, and it, I think um, it's going to be, be where the paceway is. It, no, it's going because mm. it's more expensive to do that. It's going to be... Uh, Blue Bet uh, will be uh, um, bulldozed and then the new stadium will go on top there. So they will be playing out of Penrith for at least a couple of years. Uh, very interesting and, and disappointing for me, I've got to say, is that uh, they were one of only seven clubs to say they don't want to play in Las Vegas next year. Um, I would have been... Uh, I think uh, if if Penrith were there, I was I was going to make the trip um, to Las Vegas for for round zero, uh, but the Panthers are saying that uh, um, they want to be part of it, but uh, leave it till they're not playing at Penrith anymore. So uh, they might do a bit of a rabbitos thing, mm. Graham, where they might play here, there, and everywhere. Um, yeah. Like, oh. Uh, I don't know whether how take some, to what extent. Take but, some home games away. Yeah, well, like, you don't want to be uh, taking a, a, a home game against the Broncos to Queensland. Yeah. That, um, yeah. That's <laughs> um, Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah well, look, from Penrith's point can of view, I, can I, you can don't I go to you? don't go halfway across the world to to gamble. You just go across the street. Yeah. They have got more poker machines than uh, Brisbane. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Must be going to Vegas. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> the gambling well, capitals on Long Island. I think there's a bit more in, in Vegas than just uh, right. gambling. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I would have made the trip for sure. Um, but I, You're I thinking of Amsterdam. Ninety-five percent sure. <laughs> Griffo, can I ask you a serious question about yeah. the the stadium upgrade? I heard there was a faction of the supporters group of members that actually said that if it wasn't actually an upgrade that was worth the while, that members were going to boycott that. Is there any truth? Have you heard anything uh, about, that? about that? 
Shane okay. Doe. Yeah. Because I did hear it was scaled down and then to grind to the point oh. where I know a few people said, well, we're at the point now, what's the point? If we're going to knock something down to replace what we already have um, for better facilities, are we not better off just shutting the stadium down over summer and fixing facilities? It, yeah, I, I, I know I heard... I heard something where a few there was this member faction sort of considering. Uh, I'm not know. saying that's wrong. I'm saying I don't know. But, yeah. Okay. No, uh, that's fair call. I, I just I heard it on this, the great. Is this in line with the and policy? Also, like, are like, just you knock the... down forty thousand seats and build another forty thousand? Yeah. Well, yeah. it looks like. Well, that's. I hope not, Graham. I mean, it it, it doesn't make any sense, and certainly makes a loss of big dollars. Just to, to replace something with what yeah. is just going to put, put seats on no. the hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you were going to do that, you could just basically, uh, you know, build a couple of grandstands and, and there you've got your all seater stadium. Well, this is what I heard, Griff, that, that you know, for, for if they're going to, you know, what's the point of bulldozing something where you could basically forfeit maybe five, six rounds of rugby league if you started at the end of the season and have and have extra seating and whatnot, more toilets, whatever you need, more outlets, I don't know, rather than starting from scratch only to find that what you've put up is exactly the same. That yeah. I know I heard on the grapevine that there were a few members not quite happy and, 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 and maybe it was more... You know, maybe it's more people there, than that's the grind. Yeah, not happy with that kind of thing if they're going to be out of the out of Penrith for for a year or two. On on the um, sort of the Facebook site, the Penrith yeah. Panthers supporters, which some of them, to what extent they're supporters, you, you question. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't follow the South Sydney version for the same. No, it's it's just yeah. Anyway, this is just. I don't understand people get on there and they just want to bag after yeah. a, you know, a yeah. loss or yeah. um, mm-hmm. if you want to, you can feel that way, but don't make it public. Yeah. You know, Cause sleep on it first. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. you know, you, that's the thing with, with social media that, um, that yeah, you, 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 you're in a bit of a state, you, you know, you're disappointed but then you make something public straight away and you just look like an idiot. It's not great. Um, but there have been people even before um, change of government and whatnot saying, we don't want a new stadium. We like, you know, we like what we've got, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I personally, I, I don't feel the need and if it's going to be a scaled down version, well, why bother? Um, yeah. The 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 Eastern Grandstand is 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 a really good one. Um, I sit in the concourse there and the Penrith supporters. If you're not going to increase the capacity, then just basically make the whole ground similar to that um, mm. all the way around. Get rid of the hills. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, can, I, yeah. can I add something from a neutral fan, I suppose, someone who doesn't follow Penrith but has been there plenty of times? Um, by all means, upgrade toilet facilities, upgrade eating facilities, 
I agree with you, Griff. If you're not going to put an extra bum on seats, well, then there's no point pulling the seats out. I actually like the way it looks. As you're driving down Mogar Road, you sort of see Panthers. Yeah. It's actually a really cool thing. It actually looks cool. And and I think that I think that quite often these thinking outside the box type scenarios where it's like, oh, but we can do this, that, and the other. When you go to the football game, most people want this. They want somewhere to sit. They want they want a toilet. They want somewhere to go get a feed. They want somewhere where their kids are comfortable, where their family's comfortable, where their family feels safe. Um, I think that that's, I, I think that 90% of that is covered at Penrith at the moment. I think probably, yeah, a few more toilets and a few more eateries never hurt any stadium. But, you know, Acor could, could do with that. And, and and that's about it. If you're not going to put extra bums on seats and you're not going to put extra seating in and you're not going to jazz it up in that way, well, don't touch it because at the moment it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I, my my biggest beef is is the lack of exits. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's very true because like, you have to go almost right if you're on the old scoreboard. There's hill. three exits. Yeah, yeah. You're walking well, all the way around. They the ground, used to they? have more. Uh, I I think it's on police advice that some mm. of the gates that they there are gates there but they stay locked. Um, yeah. I don't understand why you want to funnel a whole heap more people out of just a smaller number of exits. Well, like I think last time I was there, Griff, I was more or less standing on the old scoreboard. Bend hill, yep, yep, whatever you call yep. that. You know, yeah, I think the, they call but, that the yeah. beer hill. Yeah. yeah, okay, all right. Well, it's not even a hill, really. That might have yeah. been why I was standing there on that yeah. grass there. And I think we had to almost we had to go out the other side of the That's ground right. um, on the on the Panthers Maccas side, right? Where we there had to go exit. basically all the way around. Yeah, the there ground. is there is an exit at that end. Yeah, but it's. Um, Sort of where the entry is. Oh, okay. Yeah, on the there. other side. Yeah, okay. Yep. But on yeah, on the other side of the toilets. But there's yeah. another gate on that side, but they just don't open it. Yeah. And likewise, there's a an exit behind the grandstand that they don't open, and they mm. they funnel. And the majority, uh, you've got a huge number of people that go out this little exit where yeah. the uh, where the entrance bay is there. Through Rufo, I just yeah. think if it, I think you've just hit the nail on the head. I don't see the Penrith Panthers dwindling in the next ten to fifteen years. I don't see them being a side that that falls out of the eight that 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 has a horror run of of five seasons. In in giving that, they're going to see they're going to see crowds in excess. 14, 16, 18,000 people. I think you've just hit the nail on the head. A way to get in and a way to get out is really important. You know, like... Safely. Yeah, safely. Rather than putting extra... Now, trying to think of of more creative ways to have the same amount of seating, why not think of more creative ways to get people in and out safely? You remember that. For someone to go every fortnight and watch this team play, if, if, if that's what's being brought up, then, uh, you know, like in anything like this, I, I think that the fans are the last people to get heard. And 
and the last sort of pen to paper idea, I, I, I really think that, that I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't go for Penrith, but, but in saying that I've grown up in the mountains my whole life. I've grown up around people, family members who, who, who love the Panthers, um, gone to watch the Panthers play um, for no other reason than we've gone to watch the Panthers play. And I think that when I look at Penrith now, I think that, you know, the way the seating is, the way that the Panthers looks across the top, would love to see the scoreboard, but apparently that's never going to make a comeback. Um, you know, I think it looks really cool. From an outsider who who, who drives past and yeah. goes, wow, that looks really cool. Why pull that out to replace it with something that's, that's going to produce the same functionality, but, but mm. not the same, but, but nothing improved really doesn't sit right with me. Unless you're going to build this, you know, 30,000 seat stadium where, yeah, it has great light shows and it has great this, that, and the other. Like combat. Penrith have built a fortress on, 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 local support on on being able to have what they need they've got their panther growling they've got um they've got the they've got the hell's bells at the start of the game um you know that's the stuff that makes panthers world turn around i i just think that stick with what you know i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm missing the boat with some people but i just think that that's I think they did do a survey. I think it was great. They did a survey when it was originally milted that you know that there was going to be uh, well a new stadium. Uh, and there were questions for members uh, in terms of what what is important, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, I think I, I certainly mentioned you know that getting in and getting out quickly yeah. and safely is is a priority for me. Um, uh, and I, I just... really, Griffo, and I don't mean to sound elitist here in the slightest, but I think a ground like Penrith should have on either side, and they may have it, please correct me if I'm wrong, they should have a members-only entrance and exit, like entrance at least, where members passes, get you in, come through here, bang, done. That's you're not in. bad idea, yeah. I think, I think a ground like that should have a members-only entrance. Um, even if it's a set of turnstiles, it just means that members know where to go. They get there, they they go through. It's simple. I I, I think the, there's a reason why we're members, gentlemen, and that's because we have not only invested interest in our team, but we've put an investment in our team. The least they can give you in a suburban ground is an entrance. Simple yeah. as that. Fair enough. I uh, not. I I know we're wrapping up here, but. Um, just to just one of those other things just on the the stadium um one of the other conversations obviously in amongst this was that um a new stadium would uh serve the community in a um in a wider capacity than just Penrith Panthers games there was a lot of talk that a bigger stadium would uh would bring other events and so on mm, and yeah. so forth to Penrith Concerts so there's a, things like that yeah, yeah. Yeah. And look, I'll be honest with you, I've just done some mathematics here. Um, given the uh, the latest craze that is the Taylor Swift concerts, now just going on 
rough estimates that I have of capacity for the stadium. Uh, at current capacity, um, for Taylor Swift um, to, to play at Penrith. Now, I know she's doing four shows at uh, Homebush. Um, just doing the maths here. She'd have to do 16 shows at uh, the current Penrith Panthers Stadium to be You'd able be tired. to service the uh, same amount of fans. And I'll tell you what, she would... Uh, she would definitely earn her late night feed across the road at uh, Harry's Cafe de Wheels after 16 concerts. And uh, they, they might be able to give her a nice little uh, room at the Royce for a, for a couple of yeah. weeks there. It'd be like a well, little Vegas. Well, she might be over 55 by the time she finishes all the concerts. <laughs> a little Vegas residency type thing in the heart of Penrith there for yeah. Miss Taylor Swift. Look, you, and... you, know what's, you, know what's, you know what, though, in saying that, I think I think where the shortfall of all this is very short. We've got one of the growest, largest growing areas in Western Sydney. We've got a we've got an airport going in there. I, yeah, you know, I just, I just think on that side in Penrith something needs to happen. And if parking or something is the is the biggest issue, we'll work that out. I you know like. This kind of thing is only going to get bigger and bigger. And if it's because of what the rumours say, that Combank have Parramatta and they're blocking everything to do with Penrith because they don't have a sponsor like Combank, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But this is... this is what, what Okay, before we get too far into the way, I'll, I'll, I'll just sort of finish here. These are some of the events that Combank Stadium has held since it's been reopened. I mean, they've had the Women's State of Origin. They've had the A-League Grand Final. Um... They've had Socceroos International games. Obviously, all the NRL games that we are well aware of. There's been um, concerts like Elton John's played. I'm not saying that, you know, Penrith becomes another Parramatta, but what I'm saying is it's, it's part of the conversation. It's part of that talk. And obviously, it's something that's going to be ongoing. And it's, uh, look, it's above us. There's a lot of people in ties that probably don't follow rugby league. They're going to be making the decisions anyway. But as a rugby league fan, I think these are the things we need to fight for because it's narrow-mindedness that doesn't allow these stadiums to go ahead. It has to be an absolute minimum of 25,000. 100%. Otherwise, it's not minimum. worth doing. It should you know, be. I, I'm a football fan. It should be 30,000. It should be the same. I'm as a football world. fan. I'm telling you now, unless a place like Penrith has that kind of stadium... The idea of a World Cup coming to Australia, regardless of time zones and everything, just look at infrastructure. East Coast is what's going to own this kind of thing. The idea of something like this coming to Australia is a pipe dream unless stadiums like this get built. This is bigger than just rugby league. Rugby league benefits from all this. Do you honestly think Allianz got built for rugby league? No, it didn't get built for rugby league. ACOR didn't get built for Rugby League. Rugby League is the beneficiary of it. I think as Rugby League fans, what we have to start doing is seeing the bigger picture and saying, okay, in a shared space, how can we become the beneficiary, but also understand that it's a mutual agreement amongst all sports that this is going to benefit what we have in the long run. Simple as that. Mm. Yeah. And, and really, when you look at the way sports going and so on and so forth um probably one of the last you know sort of sports 
to have suburban grounds with hills and so on and so forth. I think um, for such a large area, you'd be looking at you know a new stadium, bring it into uh, you know something that could be a bit future proof. Um, you know, we could have the same conversation about you know Brookvale Oval, so on and so forth. On and on it goes, but um. Look, we better not lose sight of the fact there's a State of Origin game tomorrow night, fellas. Um, that's probably this time tomorrow night will be done. Um, that's the key thing to look forward to. Some big footy games this week. Um, it's it's all happening in the world of rugby league, and we officially can say it. We're on the run home, so keep an eye on things this week. State of Origin, as always, no such thing as a dead rubber. Uh, We'll be following the Blues, and we hope that you guys have a lovely week. See you, everyone. Have a good uh, week, guys. Hopefully, well, that's what I say, guys. I'm talking about all listeners, male and female. Uh, Hopefully, a Blues win, and uh, your NRL team performs well on the weekend.